Chris Collinsworth said that, you know, Lamar, try to be, uh, try to figure out what he reminds me of. This is after he hits likely for that ball down in the red zone. And he's like, he reminds me of Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> so Google a picture of old white-haired Fran Tarkenton. He was out there dodging a bunch of insurance salesmen. You got Lamar with Smoot trying to decapitate him. Uh, it's just the Fran Tarkenton. So I'm calling Lamar from now on NFT. New Fran Tarkenton. LaFran. New Fran Tarkenton. NFT. NFT. Unlike the NFTs, he's actually worth a lot. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. NFL Week 15 is in the books. Cowboys saw their chances of an NFC title shrink. The Bills bounced back and proved they're not a team to be trifled with in December and January. The Ravens and the 49ers continue their march to the number one seeds in their respective conferences. And the Colts, Texans, and Browns all muddied the waters further in the AFC wildcard race. Chris, Kyle, and Nate roll through their America's teams presented by Miller Lite and dish out their Miller Lite moments while also breaking down each Week 15 game and the playoff implications that came through this week. Y'all enjoy. Welcome. What's up, We guys? are live, fellas. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, I got to have my cowboy hat today. I, I told Cowboys fans last week because they got a hold of my DAC MVP rant. Mm. And they're like, who is this guy? I like this guy. Damn. And I was like, just wait a week. <laughs> well, no, what I told him is that uh, I wouldn't be a dickhead about the Cowboys on yep. this show because that, that's my promise. Well, like, I, I want to be. I balanced. can also promise I will be fair and balanced in my assessment of the Cowboys. We will too, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna rock this bad boy when we talk about the Cowboys and the Bills. Uh, but a lot going on in the NFL. Oh yeah, as there always is this month. There's a lot of playoff scenarios we got to talk about today, uh, as well as a couple big games yesterday. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you, thank you. I just want to make one desperate request. Tell your friends about the show, you yeah. know, you know, tell a friend that's, that's, uh, you can be a, um, we only have so much space in the studio and we get right. to hang out with our friends on Monday and get to talk, you know, shit about the NFL. Yep. Come hang out with us in the chat. We'll respond. We're hanging out. We're live every Monday, one o'clock Eastern. We love doing it too. Don't tell the running back from the Steelers okay. from back in the day. <laughs> hey, there's two average white guys talking ball and 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 Doctor Fact. Rashad Mendenhall. Uh, I forgot. Rashad Mendenhall. If you a... don't get it, just Google it. It's funny. <laughs> JJ it Watt had a great response. JJ, yeah, JJ. He said, Watt. We're getting dusted at corner. Yeah, we're gonna have trouble at corner. For for for. Do you want to do you want to read the tweet? For, we got to do for this, context. Right? Just read the tweet. It's funny. It is funny. It's hilarious. Everybody's taking it in stride here. Even the average. Average white football players. I kind of want to read it. No, no, no. Just read the tweet. He said, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. 
Guys, pro- I think I think he I do I do think he just fixed the Pro Bowl. <laughs> the ratings were <laughs> amazing. Hey, I do think he just hey, you know, like it, it, Roger Goodell's like, hey, Richard, like first the 9-11 comments, now this. But look, uh, but look, he inter- did do the 9-11 comments. But look, but he might have totally redeemed himself inter- if he fixed the Pro Bowl, because I would watch the shit out of that, dude. <laughs> look, enter the Polynesians though. Uh, yeah. yeah. To a quarterback, do, bro. Yeah, do we get do we get the guys? This quickly becomes the Chappelle, like we talked about. It's the racial draft. It's like, <laughs> yeah. who goes we, to who? Do we get the three German players? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then you have the issue, though. Yeah. Now, what about the mixed kids? Like, yeah. what about yeah. Mahomes? And that's Where not does, up to us. That's not up to me. It's whoever. whoever <laughs> we, it's we, like, we lost like, the pick. There's certain conversations <laughs> okay. I'm not in yeah, as it pertains to women. All I know. Same here. All I know is. All I know is he fixed the Pro Bowl. Way to go. Sharp yeah, yeah, Hall, thank you. We'll put a positive um, spin on that. Okay, so let's start with America's team. Yeah, America's team. Can I go first? Because you went first last week. You hijacked Only if you're not going to steal my team. You hijacked so, Hey, by the way, I didn't know you were stealing Fax's viral moments, too. Fax is being a huge yeah. plus. He put him in the vault today. What? He, like, wouldn't tell him. Because, because the rumors are getting around the show. This guy's Yo. a kleptomaniac. He's oh, an IP puss. kleptomaniac. Yo, I'm a conversationalist. He, <laughs> Something happened to me off camera. This is, he's being good about this. Here. He's being good about this. Yeah, what yeah. I do? I'm about to do my America's yeah. team. Okay. We got places to be, things to do. There's people in the chat. Number one America's team, the Baltimore. More fucking Ravens, man. The first AFC team to clinch a playoff spot. Uh-huh. We're finally at that point of the year. My wife said to me this morning, hey, we're at that point of the year where teams are clinching. Some teams are just out. I was like, yeah, this is the hardest part of the year for some teams. Your wife knew before Lamar knew. Well, the Ravens. Because Lamar, after the game, did not know. <laughs> well, the Ravens here, they find themselves in a really good spot. We were worried about them without Mark Andrews. With Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> his... Jim Harbaugh, his guys uh, have done a great job, and he has such confidence in his roster, his players, and time and time again, I say, wow, what a well-led unit defensively, offensively. Munkin's been great. Matabike, dude, the, the way that they read the stats last night was like, he had one sack, and then he had two sacks, and then he had four sacks, mm-hmm. and then he had eight sacks, mm-hmm. and, and now he's at 16. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish every guy progressed like that. He wants to go for 15. That's what he said after the game. They, I think he's got a shot at he, it. They said he, he wouldn't tell us how many sacks he wants. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's a <laughs> And then after the game, he got pressed a little bit. Yes. Okay, number two, quarterback's getting redemption, right? Uh-huh. Jake Browning, he cussed out the Vikings after making a huge play in overtime to set his team up for victory. Brock Purdy, 16 for 25. 242 with two tuds or four tuds. Tua without Tyreek, 21 for 24, 224, and a touchdown and a huge win. Jared Goff is the flag carrier of the redemption quarterbacks this week, Chris. Five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He was back in the dome, baby. No interceptions. Against the Broncos, and if if I were to Let's pick get it, you back inside, Jerry. If I were, a, if I if <laughs> I were, get, a, they get a blanket, that's a get right game. In, they walk into some soup. There's like a home. It's like the homecoming game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Let's make them feel good. Get them a, a warm right blanket game. and some porridge. That was a good. Game. And that was porridge uh, all the way from Denver. He was and, just uh, porridge to the dome. I want to know what systems they're running because I'll go win a dozen fucking state football championships in Texas with that system, and I'll be a billionaire by forty. <laughs> go spend a day with or fifty. Ben. What's go the I'm 35 now. I'm not going to be able to do it. 42. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be 47. <laughs> but I learned a lot about cryptocurrency the other night at that green light dinner. Uh, Did you? Damn. Yeah. I still not interested. <laughs> Number three. You know what I'm still interested in? What? That it was not a fad. Tiger Woods, his family, mm-hmm. all the people around him. Every time I see this guy, he's with his family members now. He's like the ultimate family man. And after seeing. 
Tiger Woods for so long being somebody that was like the anti-family man who was painted as that. Yeah. Well, now he's with his kids all the time. I mean, his son Charlie's... Uh, <laughs> he was painted as the anti-family man. <laughs> what a character assassination that was. It was like a hit piece that well, went on back, for years. Well, he's back, And his daughter, his, daughter, uh, his daughter was on his bag, which means guy. the caddy. His daughter, Sam, uh, getting her chops as a caddy. That's pretty dope. I'd imagine she's a better player than all of us, too. Yeah. But Charlie, his son, is involved. Uh, yeah, it was the PNC Championships last week. So he drove so. a couple greens, a couple yeah. par fours. She probably said, go for it, Dad. Yeah. I mean, that's caddy advice. Yeah. That's, a dad, that's dad strength showing up on the golf course as a result of your family being there. We talked about Earl Woods on the show last week. <laughs> Great guy. Number four, the Los Angeles Chargers. America, you have an opportunity to buy, 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 buy. Buy now. Okay, this is the Los Angeles Chargers. Have you ever been to L.A.? It's really nice. Have you ever seen a team with a true franchise quarterback? They've got it. He's got a, bro a broken finger on each hand, but that's okay. He will have some time to heal. Um, latch. Latch onto this organization. No, I agree with you. Kyle. They're going to get somebody that's smart. And they're going to get somebody that vibes well with their quarterback. And before you know it, there's going to be friends of yours that have Chargers hats. And you're going to be like, when did you It's going to be like two years ago. When did you start liking the Chargers? <laughs> and it's like, exactly. I was, I was a Chargers fan right now. You have like an opportunity lady, to right? buy. You know what's so fun? What lady? The, 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 like a the super, gatekeeper? The super, the super fan. fan. Oh, gate, yeah, yeah, the super fan. Remember that people her? say it was planted. She's the whale in this scenario, yeah. in the market. Okay, she is the whale. I just have, I just have a, um, I have like a, pic a picture in my head of like Mark Cuban and those guys sitting on the couch and somebody's walking in there like, I want to sell you the Chargers. And they go through their finances and they're like, man, buying this business is going to be Palm a motherfucker. Tree. We got to figure out whether we want to cut Keenan Allen. We got to restructure, you know, Joey Bosa. Gonna restructure that guy, and then you get to the end of the meeting, and they're all out, and they're like, "But we have Justin Herbert." Yeah, and then in walks and, Justin Herbert. That somebody it's all buys the, the Chargers singing poorly at the Christmas Carol event. Yeah. It's like one kid singing terribly, the next kid yeah. terrible, terrible, and then you hear this beautiful voice. That's Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert at the back. With, this choir's got a shot. Yes. One thing I didn't like uh, in the broadcast of the Jacksonville game. One uh, thing I didn't like. briefly. I didn't like the way that they did the cartoon caricatures of Trevor Lawrence. I never liked the way they do those. It was really weird. Some guys night. are just like really ugly. Some guys are really too jacked. Like, so number five, America's teams. Uh, number four and a half, not the production team last night. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Can they run the table, Chris? Yes. They were written off. They were left for dead. Yeah. M at multiple times. Not Josh that. Allen, in my opinion, is one of the most likable superstars in the sport. And yeah. we talked about it on the show last week, his ability to just deflect human beings as if they're non-existent, like featherweights, is something that really sets him apart in the same way that when Michael Vick used to run and make people's knees explode in the yeah. open field. It was yeah. just unfair. Josh Allen's a cheat code, too. Joe Brady and Josh Allen is must-see TV. Two things, Kyle. First off, Michael Vick came up last night when we were talking about the game because Chris Collinsworth said that, you know, Lamar... Try to be. Uh, try to figure out what he reminds me of. This is after he hits likely for that ball down in the red zone, and he's like, he reminds me of Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> <laughs> so Google a picture of old white-haired Fran Tarkenton. He was out there dodging a bunch of insurance salesmen. You got Lamar with Smoot trying to decapitate him. Uh, it's just the Fran Tarkenton. So I'm calling Lamar from now on NFT. New Fran Tarkenton. LaFran. New Fran Tarkenton. NFT. NFT. Unlike the NFTs, he's actually worth a lot. Those are and uh, he's worth a lot. Chris. He's worth everything to the Ravens. One more thing. When you were talking yeah. about likable athletes, it reminded me of something that a week ago, everybody lost respect, air quotes, 
for Patrick Mahomes. I lost respect for Patrick Mahomes. No air quotes. All these people. He's a baby. He's a I, go ahead. Go ahead. Let Chris finish. Yeah. It just hit me that everybody loves Bobby Knight, but you lost respect for God rest Bobby Knight's soul. I had a lot. A His lot of angry. Soul. Most of the people that lost respect for Patrick Mahomes love Bobby Knight. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That Venn diagram. That Venn diagram is a circle, bro. I, it's a circle. Hey, hey. The Jake Browning thing reminded me of it because I'm like, you know, like I love that. I yeah. love the emotion on both sides of it. The human um, element of the game is what makes it so attractive. Five hundred thousand dollars later, have you have you? Does the respect come back? Because <laughs> that's what they were fined for. That uh, my America's teams, Kyle. High wins. High winds? High winds. Like, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about winds. Like, yay. High winds. Okay, okay. Kyle, air moving at a high rate of speed. Yep. Through the air. Air moving through the air fastly. Okay, Chicago, under. Miami, under. Even though, I want to say this. I don't think the air. I don't think the air moves fast enough in that stadium. You look down there, and I know I fucked up some weather this year. I'm Mr. Meteorologist and all that shit. Yep. But I, it gusts at 39 miles per hour. I'm not seeing it. That's a the lot. The pant legs on Mike McDaniel's are not moving. Like nobody, the, the wind is not showing up on the field. And Tua was dropping dimes. So I bet the under, and I survived there. But I felt like I was on the wrong side of it. Jacksonville under. They figured out how to use the sun in Miami to their advantage at the stadium, but not the wind. I get, I guess so. But I'm looking. No, but I'm looking at that stadium. I think it's like the Coliseum. It's all, it's like a, a perfect oval, and the wind doesn't get in. Okay, Jacksonville, those flags were moving. Carolina under, say no more. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, Kyle. Oh. Kyle, it's funny that it ends at the Death Star for Brandon Staley because I think I've said this on this show. Brandon Staley always reminded me of one of those guys that Darth Vader was always fucking pissed at because he didn't do whatever he wanted them to do fast enough, you know? And then he'd put them up in the air and choke them. The chokehold. Brandon the Staley chokehold. looks like the guy that Darth Vader was choking out and it ends at the Death Star for him. And the beginning of the end for him, you could argue, was at the Death Star, too, because of that tie gate thing. I need a Photoshop of that. I need Darth Look Vader. Look up the guy. No, no, I need somebody to make Antonio Pierce, Darth, Darth Vader, Vader, choking, choking Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, Darth Vader's <laughs> Aaron the lieutenant on the do you, have you, do you see the guy? The guy looks just like him. One of those guys. <laughs> so anyways, and, and Acho brought Your this impotence. up. Usually when I bring up Acho, I disagree on things that he says, but... He said this. He said, Brandon Staley fired himself when he said a month or two ago that, you know, I haven't lost control of this team. It's not over because we're not getting blown out of the stadium. Well, but I have not seen a team get run out of a gym the way Antonio Pierce ran them out of the gym. And I love that from Antonio Pierce, honestly, because that's a division rival and you're sending a message and you're trying to win that job. It's like the BCS for that motherfucker, dude. He's like, I'm going to pour it on. And he did. And it was like at times I was like, this is the closest I've ever seen a team to, to quitting. Like, there was no escape. Greg Williams used to say, for us, he was like, when people come in, think about it, you get three hours and they can't go anywhere. If it goes really bad for them, like, lock the gates, like, don't let them out. It's gonna be the worst three hours. Now you can't leave. Now you can't leave. <laughs> and that's what Antonio Pierce did to the Chargers. You yep. can leave soon on the plane, and that's gonna be your last flight as a San Diego Charger, Los Angeles Charger. Uh, but you, you're not going to be able to leave here for three hours. Now and it I, makes me wonder even more what Coughlin and some of these old coaches had to say when they came in the past week and he was getting advice from because – Yeah, like now, blow, blow the doors Gates. off this guy. Get this guy fired. Remember I can't Adam watch Gase anymore. was in there and we commented yeah, on that last week? Yeah, you were like, week. why did Adam Gase – No, I'm saying like, how did Adam Gase? Yeah, well, you know, 
I the told NFL, you, man. I told you, it's like when the dare officer brings a guy in that used to do drugs. It's like the, <laughs> the interesting. You know, it's like it's like saying like this is what not to do with an NFL offense, Antonio. So Nate, and and the last thing I want to say, Kyle, because I know you love the Stogies. Yeah. Oh, the I inhale. know you love those the Stogies, inhale. but Max with the ghost inhale. Girl. No shirt out there on the yeah, set, sure. dude. I just love that dude, man. And this team's got a vibe about him. They'd have to win out to get in the playoffs to have a shot, right? Mm. Probably not going to happen. But there's nothing more I love watching than a team <laughs> with their backs against the wall having to win every week at the end of an NFL season. They got some magic to them right now. So good for them. Um, That's hate. You like that, Kyle? It's not hate. What I are just, you laughing about? It's, everything's hate. Everything's hate. <laughs> he thinks it's a, you know, I love that list. Huh? I love that list. I'm not done. The Rams. I don't know why he's laughing. The Rams. I don't know why he's laughing. He said, I don't know why this guy's laughing. He's a freaking giggly over there. The Rams, dude. Rams fans say I never talk good about you guys. I'm going to talk so good about you guys. We're fair weather. You win the next two, you're in, dude. You win the next two, you're in. It's that simple. Um, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, "Ah, but the math. Uh, No, but uh, you win the next two, I think you're in. Look at this. 96% chance. 90. Okay. This team is likable more than anything. Kyron Williams, Matt Stafford, Cup, Nakua, Aaron Donald, and a bunch of guys that I didn't know anything about before the season started. Now, this defense has been a sore spot at times for them. But with the game on the line yesterday, and that became a game, pretty interesting for Washington to get down there with like five minutes to go in the game and they needed to score and then kick the ball off and get it back or onside kick whatever it came down to they actually didn't score till 146 you know those long at bats where you make a pitcher work like that's what that defense did now they scored a touchdown missed the extra point but there's a big difference between five minutes scoring and 147 and that little thing Maybe is the difference, and I just want to shout them out. Cup is so smart to knocking that ball out of bounds rather than trying to catch it on the yes. side kick. Brilliant. They're they're a smart team. They're a well coached team, and I will say this: like maybe in a twist of karma, hey, the Packers might be vying for that same spot. They are right. Mm-hmm. right. They dropped that game yesterday, and I made this point, and I'll make it again when I talk about Baker Mayfield in a little bit. But I don't know if Baker has a job this year if Sean McVay doesn't scoop him up at the end of the season last year yeah. and give him a vote of confidence. So. To, to be playing in that 4 p.m. spot, knowing that Baker just did you all a favor, you know, up in Green Bay, perfect okay. passer rating up there. I mean, it's a stretch, but it makes me feel like, hey, that helped Baker get to where he is. And so, like, things are just aligning right for the I didn't Rams think right about now. It that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a way to think about it. I'm just kind of like uh, a little football karma. Gorilla brand. I, I, well, I, th- I think. I'm I was just, like, that was a really good game by Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rams are pretty fucking good. And you're like, well. well I do it with the two fingers. Peel back the onion of the <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking smart. Oh, uh, well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know that Baker gets his job. You're I right. Mean, if he didn't look at least good because the question is when somebody dumps a quarterback what's he going to look like and yeah he's had a few stops but you know he looked really good in a spot or two in LA and I thought that helped him so um and and then lastly good broadcasters uh being forced to call Jets games I just want to take a moment and pause for Tony Romo and Jim Nance four times uh Joe Buck and Troy Aikman twice Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet twice Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth twice Mm. uh this is a brutal thing to do and I know that it has to do with Aaron Rodgers not playing, uh, and they couldn't have known, but the fake punt was brutal from Sala yesterday. Oof. I mean, that just encapsulated this team's efforts this year. I mean, like, Miami's down a million guys, and you fake punt backed up early in that game. Uh, it was terrible. And Romo said it himself. 
uh, late in the second quarter when the game was still in hand. He didn't think Rodgers was coming back. And so my final America's teams is old quarterbacks bailing out another old quarterback. Mm. Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, basically guys damn near 40 years old saying, hey, Aaron, the we're going to eliminate you from the playoffs <laughs> so you don't have to do this stunt. You they're know what I mean? Because, invitations because to the cave this week. What this year. They're going to get invitations to the cave. The, to the, the cave. Yeah, they're going to go to the retreat. Because they, because really, the worst thing that could have happened for the Jets or for Aaron Rodgers would have been to play. Whatever the motivation is, I, I would have. To me, it would have looked like a little bit of a like. Let's. It's not keeping the main thing the main thing. It's it's trying to win this thing. You know, where what you want to do is put yourself in the position to lead this team next year. And I think there is a path forward for them with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So, oh um, God, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right, let's get into the games. Before we do that, let's hear from our sponsors at Cash App. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Cash App. Know what your money is doing at all times with real-time transaction alerts and card lock. What's that you say? You just lost your card? First, lock it with a simple tap. Great. Now that you've locked it with a simple tap, Great. let's brainstorm places your card could be. Under the couch, in the car, on the golf course. Lock it with a simple tap. In the airport, in my baby's stroller, at the bar, your tab is still open. Definitely lock it with a simple tap. So to recap, we don't know exactly where your card is, but with transaction alerts, you can have peace of mind about what your money is doing, and your Cash App card has card lock. So you can worry about everything else, but not your money. Good luck out there. That's money. That's Cash App. Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight. Download it in the App Store or Google Play to start saving today. Um, <clears throat> can I make one comment? Yeah, sure. About one of your America's team? Yeah. The Raiders? Yeah. Champ Kelly, um, Antonio Pierce, and we talked about this, and my colleague at CBS Sports, Jonathan Jones, I urge you to go to, on cbssports.com and read his article about the situation that Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce are in, specifically Antonio Pierce in the hiring process, because Mark Davis, they know they need to hire a leader of men yeah. in Vegas, and they have found that. Yeah. Right. And they and Antonio found that Pierce, without yeah. without question. Yeah. And they can't hire him immediately because the Rooney rule says that they have to go through the interview process with other coaches. Yeah. Um with a, and external candidates. External candidates. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's awesome to see a, a you know, a black GM and a black head coach, former player, uh, doing great in Vegas, but it also let's throw like, the rule out to get Antonio just, Pierce. Yeah, let's job. just can we veto it <laughs> for it, this job? Situational <laughs> veto. This feels like the right job. It right? couldn't be any more yeah. correct. And uh yeah, I wish Mark Davis could just pass a loophole here and just hire these guys. Yeah, because they how shitty would they you see, feel you know what's if you come up? in for the interview. I'm just gonna say this. this. Job. I'm gonna say this to 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 piggyback on that. They found loopholes on the other side of this thing plenty of time. Yeah. And that's the fucking problem. So don't tell me Antonio Somebody's got to go interview for this job. Vegas. Can you imagine convincing your wife, oh, I'm going to go interview for this Vegas job? And she's like, you're not going to get it. I'll be there three days. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hit the win. I'm going to hit, you know, like. You're not getting the job, babe. I saw this, the, the this, ass this, whooping of the charge. This guy is dominant right now. Yeah. I mean, he's dominating the hearts and the minds. The, the guys love Las Vegas Raiders. You can tell. It, it, and he's the type of guy, players that played, I'm not saying all of them, but you're, you're less liable to have an ego situation because they're not overcompensating for something. And I'm not saying coaches overcompensate for shit, but a lot of times these guys get in these, 
these big roles and they've never felt this much power. And you know, you might have player assistant coaches and you're like, no, I want to do it my way. I don't want the players to love the player assistant coaches. When you're the head honcho, you got to walk around like you're the head honcho. Mm -hmm. And AP walks around like the head honcho. People but respect he's humble, that. But he's humble. Yeah, people respect and that. And he probably though. delegates. We need, a we need a top man. We need top man who delegate delegates. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, I just thought it was interesting juxtaposition of Kyle. It was, and don't yeah. undersell yourself as an intellectual. You just said juxtaposition <laughs> in a correct okay. context. All right. So moving on. Stop with the woe is me. I, I just a think you're brain. a really bright guy. That's you know? why they let you in. A I'm one of those dinosaurs with a big body and a small brain. Shut up, Kyle. You're smart. Uh, okay. I I don't even have a degree. You got a degree? Yeah, an associate arts degree. Okay. I don't have an associate anything. My cape barely covered my ass. That's Did it? How small it was. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Here's your cape." I was like, "Is this mine?" <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll try to keep that in mind. Although I have oh, the same problem with the dumper. <laughs> what is it called? A gown. Gown. <laughs> gown. God, you graduated cap. in a cape? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a fucking what they cap and cape. It <laughs> fit like Talk a cape. about making a big deal out of something. Guy, guy's a superhero. He's got a cape on. Well, you know. Fuck. All right, here we go. One graduation. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got the games. We got the games. We do. And it starts, I mean, I was starting the NFC. Uh, and, 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 you know, like really looking at the top of these two conferences, all eyes were really on Baltimore Sunday night, but San Francisco had to win, right? And they have a, a monster matchup coming up. In 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 that game, I like San Francisco. I'll just say that. I'll skip to, to, to that part of it. But I think what's interesting about that matchup is, and Purdy yesterday continuing to put on a show, like that throw to Debo to the pylon late in the game. Debo. Incredible throw, okay? And then the McCaffrey touchdown. Uh, I think a little bit earlier where he bails out of the back of the pocket, rolls left. Oh, he does it all. Hit. I mean, he really can make all the throws. So, you know, when you talk about a game manager, and we had this conversation about what Cam said, and agree and disagree. You know, like, I think his well-thought-out response to a lot of the criticism he got, which is number one, in the media, it's, it's, it's a weird look for fans or media when a guy has a take and all you can do is attack that guy. You're obviously just saying that you, don't, that you can't win the argument. Um, now, I disagreed with him on the game managerial stuff with, with Dak a little bit, uh, and, and especially with, with Purdy, the way he's playing right now. Both of these guys are in the MVP race, okay? They don't give that well, to the managers. Well, it's Monday now. Okay, I know, I know, I know. We're going to get there. <laughs> but the point is, most quarterbacks exist on a game manager spectrum, okay? And some guys that are was more, my horse slowing down. Some guys are more on the left, some, some guys are more on the right. It depends on where they are. And there's like five, six guys at any given time in the league that are game changers. And I think Brock Purdy has played himself into that category because of those plays. And yeah, he has a lot of help around him, but he's minus 200 to win the MVP, mm -hmm. which has now become like the fucking Heisman Trophy where every week it changes because of the media. Think about winning the MVP back in the day when you didn't have first take every day, podcasts like ours, message boards, Reddit, There's like Twitter. 180 people that followed the NFL consistently yep. back in the day, like a sports writer from each town. But there wasn't enough time in the week to get your opinions swayed and week to week to get hammered with these narratives. Brock Purdy has been right there. We called Dak the MVP last week, but the reality is it plays out in December. And with games like yesterday, if Purdy doesn't have those games and Dak does, like the Heisman race, if you play terrible down the stretch in a spot, 
they hold it against you. And I think Purdy's minus 200 right now. We also Lamar's have minus the advanced analytics now that show Purdy is like an outlier. No question. Dude, and, I, and I think you can look at the numbers with that guy and you and you give it to Lamar the same way sure. without looking at the numbers. Like when I look at the Ravens game last night, and that's basically what we're going to get into right now, yeah, that's is Baltimore MVP. holding on. <laughs> he's the whole reason they won yeah, that game. Yeah, he's an MVP. The Jags too. The Jags were a reason they won that game. But Lamar encapsulated in that play where they had to get a stop, and Smoot tries to take his head off, gets up, he, he whips around, throws the ball down the field to likely. It's a perfect 50-50 ball. It's more of a 70-30 ball, especially with his size. And, you know, all night it felt like with the Ravens that the run game wasn't dominant. Like, if you were just kind of watching, because you felt like Jacksonville kind of had it under control. It was a lot of little chunks. It was within reach. It was death by a thousand paper cuts. And then the cuts started getting bigger. And the cuts, and at one point, they say 200 yards of rushing. I go, damn, dude, that, that, just, that just snuck up on me. And that's the. It's that, different ways. That's what gives this team a high floor, right? And Lamar is their ceiling. And I think one of the biggest problems for them is going to be we, we paid a lot of attention to mark andrews i've said over the last two weeks i'm worried about the way the offense is adjusting if you watch them closely at times and at times last night if it weren't for jacksonville having no rushers like you know josh allen's a good rusher and trayvon's made some plays but just walk at home a few times he made, he made lamar get off the spot a couple times but not or not often early enough. in this game not all these enough. plays it wasn't like lamar was beating a free runner or somebody who won easily like the smooth play early in the game it was pat 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 extend 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 find somebody losing keaton mitchell um Huge. is a big one and that one he was I, just getting cozy in his seat too he was and justice hill deserves a chance because justice hill before keaton mitchell came on we were like this is a one-two punch yeah so now you just don't you, you got a one-two punch still it's just a different guys a little less explosive but we really like what he brings to this offense but overcoming keaton's going to be tough i thought jacksonville kyle yep showed me exactly who they are and this is what sucks so bad about this team because it felt like they were so close last year. But that sequence, everything in that first half is what's wrong with this team. It's Calvin Ridley not catching that ball. Whether he caught the ball or not, whether his fucking IT band was down or not, at that point in the game, you put yourself in a position to lose. And I know a lot of fantasy managers were flipping out about that. But that's a terrible uh, ball not to come down with. At the end of that game, you're within a score and a stop. That's the way you got to think, but that home stadium it kept me didn't up way too late. Way. It kept me up way too it's late. It's like, to keep you up. I was like, just put, game. just put me to bed already, okay? Somebody put me to bed. If you want to, just you, throw a pick. Just throw get a it pick. Over get a touchdown here, somebody, and uh, either keep me awake and keep me interested, or just put me to bed. And they didn't. I mean, I stayed up past my bedtime, and the lady at Seven Eleven this morning said you look tired, and I was like, well, fucking thanks a lot, Jacksonville. Uh, you didn't even. You know, kind of edged me all night. Tired. My kids walked in at 7.40 this morning to watch Holy Moly, which is a, a show about putt-putt. Uh, <laughs> and it's just basically the premise of the show is it's Rob Riggle announcing people getting distracted doing putt-putt. Rob Riggle's 7.40 in the morning. I was up till 3 a.m. watching these fucking games, Kyle. Okay? Wait till you have... I got to watch Holy Moly. Wait till you have three or something one day. It's going to be crazy. Oh, Holy Moly. Uh, Holy Moly. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, people in the chat might know Holy Moly. I love Rob um, Riggle. We do love Rob. Rob's Riggle. hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it looks fun. We should go on Holy Moly. I got a great line that I learned. Yeah, Holy Moly would be fun. We should go on there. But can I tell you something, guys? I'll admit it. And I had a really good week on the books. I know y'all don't like hear about my gambling, but I had a really good week. 
Jacksonville is one one that I bet to finish the week, and I also had the under, so it washed. But but I thought I was on the right side that whole first half. I mean, they really looked like the right side. They, they survived the punch. They survived the punch. They were keeping it under control. There wasn't much blood. They could have hit those two field goals. You know, the wind was bad, oh. and that's a mistake in a windy game. Having Justin Tucker, even operation if, before the half is just. Getting oh. down to the fucking five. It's all about line. the operation, right? Those are the plays. What's at the thinking? end of the game, at the end of the game, like all you're doing is the math. Like, well, it's two possessions. It could be seven points here. Two cocks. You know, but what's the, he thinking before the end of the half? I don't really know. I'm I mean, punch I, it in. I tweeted a reactionary gift that just said, <laughs> You throw the you either throw a fade or you throw a quick in. Yeah. But the ball comes out right now. You do not throw. I don't know if they yeah. thought Ridley was going to clear that space out. But to, even if it's a bad call, if you're Trevor Lawrence, and this is the problem, because I really like Trevor, and Trevor's a tough guy, and I admire him. I don't think he's selfish. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't shaking think shaking his arm a little bit over there. He's shaking his hand because he's always fucking hurt. Because they did wrench him on that. Play. They wrenched the fuck out of him. And I love <laughs> and I love watching Trevor try to pick up a first down and try to run through Roquan Smith. Like yeah. guy's got balls. Yeah. I love him playing on a high ankle. Like if that was Isaiah Pacheco, they would have lost their minds on the broadcast. No question. No question. <laughs> but it was Trevor Lawrence, and they were like, mm, "At a run of seven, Trevor Lawrence." Charmaine <laughs> Hall was pretty unimpressed. Yeah, uh, but but Trevor, <laughs> but Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Is 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 he's so tantalizing, right? He is. You cannot say he doesn't have what he needs there. And that fumble was like on air, dude. Uh, oh, that, that fumble's on air. And and to not be able to score points before the end of the half, you you blew your chance to beat a team at home that that a lot of people thought was better than you. And they're not that much better than you. That's the thing about the AFC. There's nobody the that's NFL. that much better. You watch the Arizona San Francisco game. I mean, that's a divisional rivalry, granted, but I mean, it's a pretty tight fucking ball game there. Arizona able to do what they want on the ground. That's yeah. the NFL. Yeah, that's that conference. That's that division. But that's every conference. Yeah, in every division. Yeah, that's what we love about this league. And NFT was awesome. He really was. NFT. This was, this was amazing. Yeah, and my favorite part was after the game, uh, had no idea they clinched the playoff spot because they really don't think that way. They're thinking about home field. You know what I mean? Um, and and he called uh, Matabike baby Aaron Donald. I love that, and I love watching Lamar's teammates around him. Lamar's a good dude. You know, like you can tell his guys really rock with him and not just being an MVP kind of quarterback, but being a teammate. MVP dude. Love. Yeah. He's MVP dude. Orlando Brown, who I played with in Kansas City, was his tackle in Baltimore and he loved him. He's really yeah. the only guy that I played with that spent a significant amount of time with Lamar and he raves about Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about the Dolphins because they kept pace. The Chiefs kept pace, but I thought this was a big, big win for them. Like, you big know, it's, it's blue the, balls day for Jets fans. It's yeah, it was it was big blue balls. It day. was building up. It was like uh, Randy Marsh in the computer lab. I can't wait to see uh, him again, it, Jack Wilson. And it's the same result. I mean, it's thirty to nothing or whatever it is. They 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 blew him out the first time. So this is what you can look like if you get the ball out quickly. Because Tua did a really nice job yesterday. That the, the deep ball, we had a, a beautiful deep ball, deep ball alert uh, to Waddle, and for him to you know not just scheme that that offense up, McDaniel's to scheme that offense up, um, but also like to do it without Cheetah. And you have a whole week. It's a lot easier to adjust than doing it a week ago, where he's out for two quarters on the spot. They got the ball out in two point one seconds. He made a great throw on fourth and five in the second half. I got to give credit where credit's due. Miami looked like Miami, but you've already looked like Miami in these spots. So, I mean, like, I know what you're about to say because you have the unimpressed look. And no, believe no, no. me, I, I'm the president I, I of the unimpressed fan club here. 
but they really did look good. And I want to give them a big pat on the back. And the defense Their pressuring Zach Wilson 80% of the time. Sealer making that's another play. Yeah, th that's what it's going to take. And I fucked up. I said Siler on the <laughs> broadcast yesterday. I he, just realized that that's not how you say his name. Big Dog's just happy to get his I name said, uh, he, so people were like, pick a player from the Dolphins that is, is intriguing to you. And I was like, that's Siler. Yeah. Uh, scored a touchdown last week. His first. Uh, players like him are going to continue to need to step up for this Dolphins team yeah. who are lacking the top-end Star power yep, yep. that many D coordinators rely on to have game plans. Thank God they've got Fick Fangio and they've got guys stepping up. Well, I would argue they have they have guys, but they need their role players to step up to your point. Like Christian Wilkins is a dude. Jalen Phillips was a dude, right? Br Bradley Chubb, you gave up a lot for him. He's got to play like that. That's but the like guy guys like Howard out of the lineup, you they, need people you to got, step up. So you got, I need a bunch of Zach Silers to step up. You got up. Holland down, like they have injuries, but Siler. Uh, Van Ginkle against Washington, Gink. all the way dating back to that last Jets game, they've gotten one defensive touchdown or set up a defensive touchdown early in the game to help this offense work through stuff and also, like, you know, they're just too explosive to spot them seven points unless you're the Titans somehow. <sighs> like, what the fuck? But, yeah, Miami, to win here was big, and they've got a tough road ahead of them. They needed to get get some confidence out of that Tennessee game. What, what the I one guy funny, funny about this, um, the Jets and the Silas situation is hard knocks when he was like, one thing he hates is after games, like being a losing coach, and like the other coach kind of taps you on the back, and he ended up, that's basically what's happened to him almost every other week. This this season when, with them losing nine games now. Having to do the handshake after it's, a loss. It's bad, man. It's Chris. bad. This whole season's just legendary bad. <laughs> it's and it's so just like for the season to start the way it started, think about how tortured they are. And to watch Cleveland do this. Like they're like brother in Christ. We're supposed to with both guy be the basement had. guys. No. With a guy you could have yeah, had. With a guy had. you could have had. On the street. And, and four guys. Gross They've had four guys. By the way, the guy threw for 400 plus yards for you uh, when you, he played for the Jets. So, like, they've seen him. But it's not even that. It's just like you return that punt for a touchdown, you win game one, you beat Buffalo. You're like, it's different this year. And it's not different at all. Yeah, we it's can the finally, same it's official. Team. We don't have to talk same, about him anymore. Team. We don't have to talk don't. about Aaron Rodgers. We don't have to talk about the New York Jets. It's done. Okay, good, good. good. We're all on the same page. I, it's now. official now, no, right? right? It's Monday. Yeah. This is what going yeah. back to the Dolphins though. You say they never really show up in big games. Like they have the Cowboys at Ravens, Bills as yeah. their last. Yeah. So, so it's going to come to AFC East is going to come down to that last game of the season, and I like the Bills' chances there. I make no bones about that. But I, I think uh, the Cowboys this week they're kind of mirror images of each other in some ways. And I'm not saying they're frauds or what. Like I've after. Hey, when I've taken a victory lap on something, I'll, I, I get a little personal sometimes. But, but, but the floor is low, right? That's a good way to put right. it. Like Because Dallas has been blown out some. They haven't beaten a ton of good teams. Um, and Miami hasn't beaten a, a winning record team since last September. And people get tired of us saying it. But I get tired of hearing about all the EPA. And I get tired of hearing about all the yards. What and I is get tired EPA? Of expected points added. What is that? Um, which is, you know, it, in a given play, Type how much you're helping your team. So it's like war in baseball. For somebody else. It's, yeah. It is exactly like war. It's okay. war. It's Wins war. above replacement. Yeah. So basically, all I'm saying is I can't wait to see Miami run through this gauntlet, win or lose, because if they win these games, that'll mean to me that they're as dangerous as anybody in the AFC. Three and But the polarity of this team. <laughs> 
You know, just make up your mind. Who's you think they're going three and zero? Yes. Okay. Yo, if Tyreek is, is coming back, I think Tyreek he got his week too. He has this week two. of um of like recovery and like this late in the season, someone like that, you get him his legs back, you get him really healthy. I'll give you two I, to one odds. You got him undefeated. Two to one odds. You taking it? No way. That's a long time thinking about um, it. Can I say, the Cowboys are the same. So this this weekend, I think it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. I got one more thing to say about the, the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And it all revolves around Tua. I mean, he's a guy that was written down as uh, made of glass coming out of the draft. And then, obviously, last year we saw him deal with the injury issues. We got ripped. Devastating, devastating injuries that we saw. It was scary stuff. And yeah, the concussions. Were I scary. give tremendous amount of credit to Mike McDaniel and for Tua for yeah. advancing his game. The way he processes, the way he's obviously preparing is different. The ball is coming out quicker. To your point, um, and they're distributing the ball in a way that allows him to be safe in the pocket. And with him being safe, it's kind of crazy because all the other quarterbacks. I mean, he was the one that we were worried about, right? This year, can Tua stay healthy? Yeah. And if he's not, the Dolphins can't go. Yeah. Well, all the other quarterbacks are hurt, and two is healthy. Right, right, right. No, the irony is that was the biggest concern. And to your point, he's still standing there. And I think to his credit, he has burnt the ball when he's had to. And, you know, he doesn't take a lot of chances in the pocket. He's not going to sit back there. Like I said, if the play goes over two and a half seconds, I don't feel as good about Tua in that offense. But if they can stay on time like they did yesterday, they're lethal. Yeah. And so the problem is you run into some of these teams, like the Chiefs, who, you know, when they played them, some of the timing's off. And so you play the Chiefs. Good segue. The Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs yesterday got what looks like on paper a really good win, and it, and it was. Like, that was not going to be an easy deal going there no. and playing Bill. And I think one of the most fun and interesting chess matches that maybe a lot of people missed yesterday is you know Bill's thing is to take away the number one guy. And Kelsey, it's no mystery who that is, right? Um, so on third down, or on all downs, really. They were bothering him yesterday. Watching them bother him and then watching Andy get creative ways to get him out in the route, like whether it's up in the middle of the formation, like through the middle, yep. or if it's if it's motioning him across to draw him away from the screen that they're about to run, mm -hmm. or the first play of the game, you've got, a flat you've got two flat defenders, basically. The corner doesn't get enough depth because they're worried about Kelsey. Now, I don't know if it's just a straight bust, but I know who's over there. And so the point I would make is, you know even when he, he's not getting the ball, he's making plays for the offense. Yeah. And the other guys just need to make the layup. So we're not having a new conversation He's got that there. gravitational pull. Like, he's got the pull, dude. People go to him, eyes go to him, bodies go to him, feet go to him. It should be one of the most coveted jobs in football, playing wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It should be one of the most coveted jobs in sports. But they got guys right now. It's like batting after Mike Trout or Shohei Otani. I guess, yeah. yeah you got a guy on every yeah. fucking time, and he's yeah. scoring position more than not. Like, it's like being a spot-up shooter next to Michael Jordan. You're just going to be wide open. Yeah. It's like being a fluffer for some people. It's like being a scramble partner <laughs> you know? with Tiger Woods. It's like, you know, name your favorite uh, actor. Actress, you know, it's like, so it's like I, being roommates with Emeril Lagasse. So it's a good deal, but but I who, who the fuck is that? He's, he makes food, Chris. Famous chef. Real, okay, real good. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that we good. ate at Emeril's. I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> we, Chris, we ate at Emeril's the sweet potato fries down in Miami. Oh, it was good. Emeril's He'd be there. a good roommate. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Canarius Tony does not seem to want to decide to to, oh. to to grow up, to take the next step in his professional development. The book on him was he's not a pro, and it's played out. And to me, why is he even getting the ball? We'll say this. 
Why is he getting the ball? I know you're up three scores, and I know maybe you're trying to work him into the offense to try to get reps. But here's what I think, Kyle. I think somebody in that building sticking their neck out for this guy. And I don't know if it's Brett Veach or Andy or if it's Patrick Mahomes. I feel like it could be Patrick Mahomes because after he dropped that pass and turned it into an interception, it looked like he got his nuts smashed on the table. I had a coach, Kyle, in baseball. <laughs> the manager didn't like he me. smashed your nuts on the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. I had what a, was his name? No, his name was Evan Hunt. You know Evan Hunt. It was my, my dog. He yeah. was my, he was he was in my corner, okay. and the and the manager of the team didn't like me. So we go down to a baseball trip down to Jacksonville to the Sea Turtle Inn. I so I wander off onto the strip. I'm 15, and I go to buy some Swisher sweets. Well, a cop walks into the 7-Eleven, and he's like, uh-uh. So he drives me back to the Sea Turtle Inn. Mercifully, meets me and Evan Hunt in the lobby, and we get on the elevator, and we haven't spoken a word. And the elevator door closes, and he goes, and he was six foot seven, still is like big, big man, big scary motherfucker. Yeah. And he goes, "I stuck my nuts on the table for you, and you smashed them." <laughs> and that's what I feel like Patrick Mahomes feels like right now because he's in the meeting. Like, come oh, on, I could just so true. if I can just will him, coach, coach, or if it's Andy and he's saying it to Patrick, or if it's Brett Veach saying it, I don't know who's saying it, but somebody's sticking up for this guy, and he keeps fucking him, and to give him the ball. You didn't at say all. Nagy's name, Nagy. Well, Nagy shouldn't have clout in that building yeah, like that. Just, I'm just keeping it off. Okay. You didn't say his name. To be fair, it could be Nagy's bad idea. Wouldn't be the first time. But we've got, we've got fucking this guy. Could be somebody in the Hunt family. You're up three scores against a better team. That might hurt you. You know, jet sweep, first down. It goes for two yards. Why are you even giving him the ball? And Kyle, eventually, I blame it on the coaches. Yeah. I know you're not got, but I blame it on the coach. And if it's Andy Reid's fault, it's, it's Andy Reid's fault. Okay, because that's what it is, Kyle. Because to get down there, it's first and four. It's zero to zero in the low red. And I know some people say they always run the shovel pass. They're creative, the whole thing. They got Patrick Mahomes looking like a peewee football player in a three-point stance and McKinnon catching a snap and pitching the ball underhand to Rasheed Rice and they score and everybody's like, oh, Andy Reid's a fucking genius. But Rasheed Rice got the ball in his hip. He almost fumbles it. And then I heard this morning that they threw him the ball because they want him to get some rookie touchdown thing, like receiving, not handing him the ball off like, like you usually a, would well, in that situation. Why are you playing with your food? They Kansas do City? say they Why? do say, Chris, when they're installing Why? some of these plays, the Why? jet motions, the the trick plays, they do say, and this is a throw pat, like Andy will finish his his deal. It's a great install, right? Then why are you? And doing then he it? goes, and it is a throw, Patrick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is great. I yes. mean and it's you know, in jest in the moment, right? They're just talking about a detail. Why take any chances? Because football's fun. Oh, yeah. It's not so fun when Rasheed fumbles that ball because you could have just handed the ball off. It's not. And, Kyle, the first play of the game, after they hit that shot and they get down the red zone, and I know they can't run the ball right now like they, they usually could because Pacheco's out, but I saw Trey Smith snapping to Vise head back. I saw Creed Humphrey moving Lawrence Guy. I saw Wanya Morris taking Wise for a ride and dumping him seven yards down the field. That's who you will have to be yep. because I can't trust the guys outside. So get ready for when Pacheco comes back, look across the division at what Buffalo's doing. Mm -hmm. Be that team. Yeah, You've done it before. You can do it it's again. It's funny because the Bills changed their operation to become the anti-Chiefs, and now you're watching the Bills become something that the Chiefs need to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and running the football is what it's all predicated on. And you mentioned Wanya Morris. I'm glad you did because – he looks good, huh? He's, he looks pretty good. Yeah. He looks out of place with the number he's wearing, I will say, at tackle. 
Uh, just, you know, not a Bevel Conway 64? winner. Not a Bevel no, Conway no, winner he's not. out there at Tackle. No, he's not a Bevel Conway. He's wearing the 64. But you, sometimes you need some anti-Bevel Conways out there. Road grade. It's not like the other two guys are lighting the world on fire. So, no. you know, if a guy's willing to do the, the little things right and he's attentive and all if that stuff. If he is Andy Heck's guy that Andy Heck can say, do it this give way. Give Andy Heck some clay. Then, like... I trust that. Give him some clay. Because Andy Heck's a great football coach, and he goes to practice every day next to Joe Tooney, who goes to practice every day next to Creed Humphrey, who's lucky enough to go to practice every day next to Creed uh, Trey It's like Smith. a human centipede of greatness, Kyle. It is. And, and Wanya Morris is the last guy. The same way that we hold <laughs> Philadelphia in regards yeah. in terms of offensive line, we say, wow, those guys are so lucky they all yeah. play with Kelsey and Johnson yeah. and all that stuff. It's yeah, like, right? These yeah. guys go to work every day, and they get to be in that offensive line room with a coach who I hold in the same regard as I do Stoutland in Philadelphia. Yeah, no, it's the same type of thing. And they have just as much weight in that building as yeah. one another. I mean, it's it's a big deal. No, you can't run, run the tush the football. Push. They can't run the tush push. That's Don't just need for to. us. But Don't need to. Uh, so, anyways, I think Kyle and I, I know you like this. They need to be that team. And Rasheed Rice, you probably can trust the guy. Now, I know he had a bad penalty and he probably fumbled that ball yesterday. But get him the ball because over the last month, 39 targets, 334 yards, three touchdowns. Call me crazy. Um, keep giving it to Kadarius Tone. Keep giving him opportunities. He's such a threat to get open sometimes, catch the ball sometimes. But when he gets years. it, he busts loose, dude. Two years. How many times? Name the last time you were like, oh, he, Kadarius Tony won a second. When he does okay. get the ball. The Super Bowl, I guess he had a big – but I know they want him for oh, down the, the Super stretch. Bowl. Is that a big plays. game? It is a big game. But <laughs> this year, when has he won them a game? When has he well, done something He hasn't been in the Super Bowl this year. So. I understand, Kyle. But you're you getting that. If you were gonna, if you're sticking Kadarius Tony in there, is there an ROI that's high enough to justify the the risk? You're playing Russian roulette every time he. It's deer hunter final scene. Kadarius Tony's numbers called. It's Christopher Walken laying the revolver on the table. That's what's happening, dude. But every time. And eventually that catches up to you one out of six times. That is thrilling, though. <laughs> yeah, it's thrilling, I guess. <laughs> unless you unless you bet the Chiefs can to we, win out maybe, maybe at Andy long odds like I did. An adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So many good fucking tight ends in this league. One thing I want to mention before we move on from this Kansas City New England game. Hunter Henry, man. Yeah. He's a football player. Yeah, he's a good football player. Like, we like Hunter Henry. He's like generic tight end one. Yeah. Rated like 88 overall. Yep. He's going to get the job done yep. for you every no time. No question. We don't talk about him enough. No, he's good, man. And New England hasn't had a lot of return on investment on some of their tight ends, but I, I always liked him. So, um, guys, I got the hat on. You know what time it is. Uh, for any Eagles fans in here, I know you're happy. For Cowboys fans, I said, like I promised at the, the top of the show, I'm not going to shit on you guys. I'm going to make this really positive about the Bills. Let me just put my rubber glove on. Uh, and, and, uh, rubber glove? No, I was just saying, it's going to be painful. It might be painful. It might be painful. The like, rectal? Well, yeah, I'm not checking for hernias. All right? So, anyways, we're talking to Cowboys fans here. Buckle up a little bit because it's just the truth. The truth is you guys are a good football team. But I worry about teams that can run the ball on you. And it was one of the reasons why I was worried about this game for you and why the Bills make me very much money yesterday. <laughs> very nice was because... You can't do that. Why? Impressions anymore. Oh, you can do impressions. <laughs> You're doing that thing. Yeah. Where they, where they, the anti- they make a bunch of straw men out of like things that don't exist. I heard Kyle's doing do impressions. He's like, you can't even do impressions anymore. <laughs> do this that. PC culture... <laughs> 
like what? Yo, uh, what uh, what they're doing to the Italian guy, the agent, is kind of fucked up yeah, too. I guess, uh, Kyle, I guess. <laughs> but it, when, when you're leaning into it and doing interviews in I a know. zoot suit, <laughs> he just, seems, he like just got, seems like you're like, I'm in a on the zoot ju- suit. That's his, uh, he that's got his in the Italian American Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. The green one? Yes. yes they gave that he, what about yes. the one the other day that he looked like he had a Tommy gun <laughs> in his clear TSA bag? Uh, what about that one when he looked like he walked off the, the set of the mask? It looked like he had fucking sixty gallons of uh, of, of. He's the of adult version of the kid. Ethanol in, in the back of his Model T, huh? You know when kids have outfit like some parents have an outfit for their kid. They lay day. it out like full outfit, matchy matchy. He had a three. He's the adult version of yeah. that. When I see him smile in pictures, the, <laughs> people have been telling that motherfucker smile. I know he time. had. Hey, and we. Sh- I, I just thought of this, but maybe I'll just. Well, I'm not going to wait. It would be fly on the wall. Would be this guy, the agent down in uh, New Orleans this week on Bourbon Street. Oh. This guy was crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like his Super Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, let's talk about the Bills and the Cowboys because the Cowboys they are flawed, like most teams in the league. Every team in the league has a flaw except for the 49ers. Okay, so don't take this personal. <laughs> but when you play the Niners, they run the ball all over you. When you play the Cardinals, they run the ball all over you. you. Play the Bills, they lock the gates on you. You go up to Buffalo, the first drive, they're throwing pullers at Micah Parsons. They're occupying his eyes. Tight ends flashing in front of his face. Classic Cromer. Classic Cromer. Your boy. They've got ten yard. They got ten yards from the point that, that that Cook gets hit on that run where he moves the scrum scrum ten yards. Do you know what that feels like? You know what that feels like. I nope. do. You know what it feels like on the other side I of do. it. I do. Where you are like, Mush. oh, it's not part of the game plan. It is the game plan, and it's like nobody's going to be able to stop this thing if we don't. That's as simple as that in the NFL. Sometimes you think because somebody somebody's doing something against your will that you can just figure out a way to stop it. Mm-mm. Sometimes in the NFL you can't. And sometimes like a snowball, you get that ball rolling and it starts picking up more snow. The next thing you know, that defense is staring at a shadow that's 100 feet long. And There's things rolling five miles an hour. Yeah. You can't stop it. And then you're staring at a giant snowball. And then <laughs> that could be potentially fatal. And then you die. <laughs> so, so here's the problem is the Bills knew – we're not going to have to let our foot off the gas pedal. We'll know early. We can just continue to run the ball. And then when we soften them up, just like after that 10-yard play that, that slows those rushers down, we hit the deep over to Diggs. We, 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 we bide our time, and we know that we need some time to clear him out with Gilmore trailing him, and we're going to hit him. And that was the story all night, whether it was you know the end of the half is where I think they took their soul, you know, scoring that third yeah. touchdown. That drive, it was like Cook, Cook's making these cuts that – you're like, even when you've got it fitted up, he's just good. He's just better today. And on top of it, you come out in third quarter, go 11 for 15 runs. Like at that point, you're like, we can't even win four-minute mode. And that's what the rest of this game is. And the, the most beautiful thing, and Dan Orlovsky talked about this. We said it last night watching the, um, the game. They were trading Cook before every snap. So what that does is that dictates the matchup that Joe Brady wants. He trades Cook over to the backer side that they wanted the matchup with in the passing game. That sets up Cook down the seam for that first touchdown. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, and I've played peel responsibilities as an end man on the line of scrimmage, where you know in peel responsibilities, if Cook crosses your face, you got him. But don't overrun the faster player because then you're out leveraged and he's going to turn it into an angle route and beat you for a touchdown. So, so you got to stay inside out. And when you're off the ball like that backer and you're sifting through traffic and he looks like he's headed to the flat, you slow down 
And as you slow down, he speeds up and runs past you. And that's what having that that back in the backfield that you can hit out of the backfield for Josh Allen, totally new wrinkle, even though the guy's been in the building now for a while. They 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 couldn't get it done with Ken Dorsey. They bring in Hines. He gets hurt on a jet ski. You're kind of like, fuck, we got to use this guy. He's on the hot seat. <laughs> I can remember the Denver game. They yanked him because he was fucking fumbling the ball. They gave the ball to Latavius Murray 17 times in a row. Mm-hmm. So this guy just needed a vote of confidence and a commitment, and they gave it to him. And then they trade the back to the to the to the uh, to uh, what's his name? The fucking uh, Bell. Is nuts. It's Marquise it, Bell. yeah, Marquise Bell, who's the lighter guy who they want to run at. So they're doing this at the last second all the time. And if you want to watch a play that encapsulates Micah Parsons' job yesterday, it's the first play of the second half. <laughs> it's like I got to worry about the quarterback or this, and then I got to worry about the back and wow, this cut. And now I'm, I'm like in a blender and, um, you know, it's, that's how you beat these guys, throw a lot at them and punch them in the mouth. And that, that, that can work well for them. Um, I'm making sure to retweet right now because I always do a bad job of retweeting the live stream and I'm going in right now. While you're doing it, and I'm doing Kyle, it. you know I got more to say about this game because I fucking, I love this Well, game. I got a question for you. Is, yeah. this a, is this a Cowboys are frauds or Bills are chads game? <laughs> you mean the, the meme with the big jaw? Yeah, these got yeah. Because I think the Bills are I think are the Bills are chads big time. That's why they're my American I don't want to say the Cowboys are frauds. because They're not frauds. Because then I got to call all these teams frauds. This like, game because is they're, more telling about the neighbors of Niagara than the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. If you, got, if you call the Cowboys frauds, you got to call the Lions frauds. You got to call the Dolphins frauds. You got to maybe call the Chiefs frauds. Well, you gotta, like, like, ironically enough, we're going to find out a lot about this team on Christmas Eve when they travel to Miami and they have a shootout with a group that is also looking to prove themselves. I mean, the Dolphins, we don't know who they are. They haven't beaten anybody. The Cowboys, you know, we don't really know what they're beating Seattle and yeah, but yeah, that and, matchup and I feel Philly, like is gonna be Cowboys fun. if the Cowboys can't stop the run I think they'll be better in this game against the run they're more they're suited to stop this group they're more suited to stop this group if you have guys that can gap penetrate I think you can stop this group you know because so much of it goes to the sideline look what Philly did to him you know sweating Reddick knifing up the field and then the guys inside just need to make the plays when they're there. Setting edges. Set the edges. Okay. Keep and I keep moisture inside. Moisture. He loves saying moisture. Moisture. Every Sunday he's like, need two more moisture touchdowns. <laughs> and they've been hit. Oh, mo- moisture. <laughs> I thought you were saying moisture. <laughs> and they've been hit. But the baby. but the, the point is, I don't think Dallas is frauds. I'm not gonna do this macro thing. What I'm gonna do is break the game down. And with the Bills, they found something, and I think they're really dangerous. Um, and they played themselves in a situation where they can make a run. And the defense, Sean McDermott, two weeks ago, talking about 9-11, mm-hmm. something breaks about 9-11 the night before you got to play the Chiefs. I'm going to keep my mouth You're like, shut. he's going to get his fucking job taken, dude. It's not like his seat wasn't like a little toasty or hasn't been the last couple years every time they lose. Um, to, to do what he did in Kansas City, to make the change at coordinator, to me, is a huge one. And there is precedent for this, as Reed pointed out, in 2012, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, they changed their coordinator on offense in the middle of the season. Okay, and then they went to win the Super Bowl. There's precedent for changing your coordinator and it working, and it has so far, but also, I thought he rattled Dak early. And this was supposed to be a game where we're gonna find out, can the Cowboys win on the road in December? I talked to you about those stats last week, it just wasn't a good spot. Yeah. And he looked a little rattled early. He missed the shot, he almost threw a pick to Benford. Um, and more than anything, they just sat back in zone and Dak not getting any man matchups. 
He's patting the ball. He has to check down. And didn't the Bills look like they were the old Bills, the way they were coming downhill? There's no Matt Milano on the field. There's no Trey White. There's no, no Daqu Daquan Jones is, is, is out. You know, like, so they've got a lot of guys who they're missing, but they're great at, at coming downhill when they've got you in that position. And I thought Sean McDermott dialing up blitzes, you think about in the second half, every third down felt like a sack for Dak. And whether it was a pick play or a linebacker adding late, they just do things soundly. And then they get to second and one down 14-nothing. I know I'm bouncing all over the place. But on you know down 14-nothing in the first half. And their run game, they have it going. It reminds me of when Philly had the run game going against them a week ago, Dallas, but had to go away from it and vacate. Dallas gets to second and one after a nine-yard chunk. Okay, and Sean McDermott brings a perfect run blitz and knocks him back to third and four, and then they and then they blitz Dak on third down. Uh, they get pressure on Dak on third down, and it's those little moments You're where Sean knew what to do, and it felt like Dallas didn't. And I thought this was a, a benchmark game, not just for Josh and Ken Dorsey, but for the DC who we already knew who, who could coach. But this defense is starting to play well. Uh, do you remember when? Uh, the Bills lost four consecutive Super Bowls, and <laughs> I, yeah, I remember that. There was that super fan with the mustache who was screaming like, "It's the Bills all the way!" Yeah, here. he has sweatshirt on. Dallas, yeah, this is my I got a buddy uh -huh. named Jim at home who's a Dallas uh -huh. for ten years. He's uh -huh. been yelling at me. This was <laughs> for that guy. <laughs> it's for that guy. Is he alive? Thirty years later. Who knows? Uh, Tell you what. I will say this, Revenge. For, for people that have been around a, a while watching football, me, Kyle, Nate, we all remember this. Some of you younger folks might have been in diapers, but when the Patriots went on their first Super Bowl run, uh, Bill always talks about the winning streak that they, that they went on. They that went tuck on, rule? Uh, I think it's a tuck rule year. Mm -hmm. Charles and the last time they lost was against the Rams. They were the, the NFC elite, right? Um, they lost that game. They won five or six straight going to the playoffs. The Bills are in position to do the same thing now. You know, you lose to the Eagles. You get dusted up in Philly. Um, then you go on a streak and get into the playoffs. Like, there's also a team, the New York Giants in 2011, which more people remember. Mm -hmm. Obviously lived it, saw it. Nobody thought they were a Super Bowl team ha halfway through the year. They're basically 500. And to go on that run, magical run, Al Holcomb, I looked this up. I was seeing, is there anybody on the Bills staff who was there? Because I imagine these situations that McDermott's like, hey, somebody that's been there, come talk to the team, whether it's a player or a coach. But this is a unique situation. And Al Holcomb is a defensive assistant. He was in New York in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. And he's still in Buffalo. And he's in Buffalo now. So I, I'd just be curious to see, like, has he had that guy talk to the team? What would he tell him? I know my old D-line coach, Mike Waffle, who was the D-line coach of that group, always used to preach to us because we were always 500 <laughs> under Fisher <laughs> and that was halfway through the point. year. And he was like the, the Giants, and we had a D-line and the whole thing. So I wonder what they're telling them about what it takes to go on that run, but they can do it. That's, I mean, for, the Buffalo Bills are so impressive to me. Josh Allen, like I said earlier, he's such a likable superstar. And he's relatable for me because he's a big dude. He's a big fucker yeah. out there just using his size and skills. And now that they're using other guys' size and skills like James Cook, the offense is in, in uh, lockstep. I think that's what it is, lockstep, where everything seems to be uh, pretty easy for them. Yep. And I thought the mismatch for the Dallas Cowboys was inside on the offensive line. They were getting – I mean, I praised yeah. these guys – time and time again on the inside. And, and got, Oliver and those guys. And they got after them, man. They got after them. They weren't able to sustain double teams. They weren't able to get their combinations to the second level. And you ask any offensive line coach, I mean, 
you got to get the down guys started to get to the, you know, we're not even worried about the linebackers. Let's block the fucking down guys. Uh, and they couldn't get that done. They couldn't sustain their blocks. And the Bills, they outmatched them all day. But how much faster is that Bills defense than the Eagles defense? You know, when you watch that game, the apparent thing to me is speed. Like, and from the top down, well coached, fast. And you can live like that fucking college team that's running the ball for 300 yards if you mix in a third and nine circus throw like Josh had to Diggs, the one-hander. Like, yep. that's always there. It's always there. It's in your back pocket. It's, in, it's right in your it's back like when pocket. when I was watching Justin Fields yesterday and he's able to evade, get out of the pocket, somebody's got his shoulder pads, he circles all the way back around to the left side and finds Cole Komet in the back of the end zone. That's I not say, there for a lot of guys. I say, fuck. I, I recorded a video. I said, there's not many people on planet Earth who can do what I just saw Justin yeah, Fields do. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I recorded this. And quarterback evaluators as fans and as teams have to decide, are you going to go for that? What's your Mendoza line? The, the thing that not a lot of people can do, or do you want to play it safe? And like with a Justin Fields, I, I, always, I like quarterback ceilings. And, and it depends on the context of where the team is. If the team's in a place where they can win now, give me a, game give me a guy with a high floor. Give me a game manager. Little, but if, <laughs> if you're trying to go somewhere, I like a Justin Fields, you know? Um, so anyways, talking about the Lions, jumping around to that division, because they did win too. Sam Laporta, talk about it. Here's what's cool, Kyle. And Lions fans are going to get a chance to clinch the division on Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, Christmas yep. Eve. And, and they haven't done that. While um, Laporta, Gibbs, uh, Jamison Williams were 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 things like on this planet, like they weren't even here. They weren't born yet. The last time this happened, they're all under 22. They had 500 yards of offense the other night, uh, 200 yards of offense the other night, five touchdowns, and they had 211 yards, five touchdowns. They're all under 22 years old, and they weren't even around the last time this happened. And 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 I think that's pretty cool. And so. Listen, Ben Johnson's caught a lot of shit the last month. Vance Joseph's been made to be a hero. But in this meeting, order was kind of restored, and uh, I thought it was just a bad matchup. Denver really struggles with teams with a lot of speed, and when they can't run the ball, it's like a double whammy. You saw Miami and Detroit, they just got run around the gym every which way, and uh, they're just not quite there yet, not in matchups like these. Uh, it was interesting to watch because Detroit had to bounce back, obviously. I mean, their their MO ha has been trying to beat people up physically, and they've kind of gotten thrown around the back of the bus, getting bullied there for the last few weeks. And if there's a team that you want to choose to bounce back against, it's not going to be the, the Denver Broncos, uh, particularly when it's your offense that needs to bounce back. You're going against a bully there in the Broncos. But I credit Dan Campbell for getting his guys ready to rock and going out there and dominating, executing the game plan. Jared Goff, yes, he was in a dome. Yes, he threw for five touchdowns. It's awesome. But why would you hold that against the dude? I mean, he's a great football player. Not always in the dome I'm not going to. That's a and, fucking – And the other thing is, obviously, incredible. they have People. night vision goggles or something at the Detroit Lions. They're 4-0 at night this season. And you had to know, of all the guys that Cam talked about last week, most of them were going to have good days. And Jared right? is going to take it most personally. When, when Tua threw that deep ball, I don't know, he's probably not thinking about me, but he's definitely thinking about Cam. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's definitely thinking about the people that say, hey, you're a game manager. Whether or not, hey, you want to argue about this stupid fucking conversation, really, when it boils down to it, because it's a team game? Yeah. Um, they're just terms, um, because I think there's some really good game managers. These guys went out and were like, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm not that guy. You're not that guy, bud, whatever that guy says. <laughs> you're not you know, that guy, pal. Jared, Jared Goff said, you're not that guy, pal. Oh, you yeah? saw what I just did. You're all not those that guy. touchdowns, all, the, all that yardage.
Um, uh, by I the st- way, we I talk about tight end one. You know, like Kelsey, Kittle, there's the conversation there at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, Sam Laporta, three touchdowns yesterday. He's been outstanding this entire year. And you got to start thinking there's a number of guys who are trying to knock on that door of tight end one. You know, they're at the, the TE1. They're at the Kelsey residence and they're just kind of hanging out, uh, waiting it out. It's like a siege tactic. We're going to wait for him to turn 40 mm-hmm. and then we can enter that conversation. Mm-hmm. But Sam Laporta, shout out to him. He was a great guest on the Greenlight Pod. He was Laporta. awesome, man. I, I really did like that dude. Yeah. I mean, I say that about everybody's on the show. Listen. And, you know, like sometimes I like him a little bit and sometimes I like him a lot. Sam Laporta is like the yeah. coolest. He was fucking awesome. You know, smart. And he's really smart, down earth guy, St. Louis area guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we confirmed that. Tight ends this year, who's, who's got the most yards? Me. Laporta's got to be up there. Laporta. Me. You know, so on a, on a year where they take, and that's the difference is you can't take Laporta away, you got to make decisions. Evan Ingram's having a really good yeah. Good year Evan Ingram's as well. been really good. Kelsey Hawkinson, Kittle, yeah, Laporta. Hawkinson again. I know he got traded away, and you might like Laporta better, but he is a really good player. But I think Laporta being able to block and do everything that he does, like he is our generation's mini Gronk. Joe Flacco, you know what I mean? Like he's Joku. he's the complete guy. Kittle, him. Joe Flacco and Joku. And Joku might be the most valuable tight end to a team. Joe yeah. Flacco and Joku. Because it feels like every time they need a play, they find him. Um, Hey, we should preview real quick our Little Caesars preview for yep. uh, for the, the Monday night game because we are talking about we are talking about you know Dallas, Detroit, Philly, this race, and the fact that we're going to talk about the Bucks in a second. This NFC East championship is not just about hosting a playoff game; it's about not having to go on the road and yep. play maybe the Bucks or a team that looks frisky at this point in the season. Because if the Packers went out, they're dangerous. If the Rams went out, they're dangerous. The Bucks looked kind of dangerous yesterday. Nobody wants to get on a plane and go down to Tampa. There's a lot of houses and apartments in Philadelphia that are without trash cans because they're all outside the facility with various signs. <laughs> Run the ball. A lot of uh, very <laughs> rational thinking people living in the state of You would love it, dude. You would love I'm it. I'm sure I would. You would love it. I would love Chicago, I I'm think. I'm sure I would. You would, uh, you would love Philly. It seems a bit uncivilized in a very interesting, good way. Because the trash cans? <laughs> no, like the whole deal. The whole deal? Like, you know, even the TV show, it's always sunny. It's like a bit unhinged. Yeah. Everything's, but I like. But everybody's. That's what I like because I'm not normal. It's like, have you ever seen the show about the? Uh, the no animals? one likes us. We don't care. What's we the, don't what's care. The show, what's the show about the people in the South Side? Uh, the family. Shameless. 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 I mean, that's you know. Yeah. Haven't seen that show. It's a little unhinged. Haven't seen but Always I Sunny it. either. I mean, it's uh, a fucked up wow. thing. And I kind of. I'm think, working, man. So here, here's the deal, Philadelphia. <laughs> Big Dom. He's not on the sidelines until the playoffs. How about that? That's big. Your team toughness rating no, on Madden. The rest of the season. Rest of the season. No, until playoffs. No. Until playoffs. Oh. Same thing. We're saying the same okay. thing. Here's the thing. But I'm not finished. Yeah, go ahead. This is seven straight games that these guys have bullied you. The Seattle Seahawks have won seven straight against Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, quiet as kept. And when you don't have Dom mm-hmm. with you and these bullies step out there, and they've got your number right there in their back. They don't even need your number on paper. They've got it memorized at this point. I'm looking forward to this matchup because Jalen obviously is sick. Um, there's a lot going on in that team with Sean Desai out as DC, Matt Patricia, and the pencil. So, you know, they're plus one on pencils this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the mismatches that Philadelphia is going to look to take advantage of. Coach Sirianni, how do you feel about not having Dom DeSandro with all the Antifa swirling around that stadium? <laughs> it's going to be tough. We're going to find a way to win. We'll, we'll find a way to occupy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, team's got to be in like an armored truck. Not the response. Yeah. There's Seattle's a shit map in San Francisco. Oh, I heard about that. And there's fucking all these, you know. But seriously, like, what are the mismatches that Philadelphia is going to take against Seattle to make this an even playing field game? Run now, the ball. Now, I know that Gino's questionable. He's got, what, a growing? People say growing? Yeah, G- Gino's got a groin. Growing? He's got two groins, but he's technically he's got, got one that's one. on fire right now. And that thing but is. But Drew Locke takes chances. And I think that if Pete Carroll finds a way to muddy this thing up and runs the ball, utilizes a guy like Zach Charbonnet and whoever they've got in there at running back. I mean, I don't know his health. i got to look at the injury report. It's fucking Monday. I think Walker's playing. So that's that's a big lift for them because so, that's the way. If they can run the football, if they can scare these Drew guys. Drew Locke wants to take shots too. If so they can scare these guys with the shot. Don't scheme the shot into your first five plays. Some coordinators, they want to pull the trigger too early. And they may miss that opportunity, and then they're behind schedule. But I know Pete Carroll is smart enough to be like, hey, save the shot for once we've established what this fight is going to be like. Yeah. And in my opinion, it should be on the ground, and it should be challenging the middle of that Philadelphia defense. God, I hope it's not, Kyle. I hope it's the over. And then downtown Julie Brown, DK Metcalf. As soon as I heard Slay was down, I put the over in. Okay, I beat. I thought I beat the books, the whole thing, and now the, the number's 45 because – Jalen Hurts has a stomach bug or something that's going around. Uh, I actually don't know what it is. Is it his stomach or is it just he's not feeling well? So here's um, the thing with that. I'm not worried about him. Playing sick, you can do it, especially if you've got three days to get better, like from the yep. time I heard he was sick. I think he's going to be fine. But the question is Geno when it comes to like how this game plays out. But Drew Locke had I, a day. I'm not concerned what was with the thing? Drew Locke. No, I, I was just going to say like this, this part of the year, like being sick – in, in a locker room is the worst shit. It's a reality, too. Yeah, bro. Like, And it's just like, even with him getting better, like the odd, the little chance that he's not, he's the person touching the football. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like everyone's going to be handling, or the, the ball handlers, it's just one of those things to worry about for here on. Like, just like in the real world, everyone's worried about the flu and all these different sicknesses going on now. It's it's just like amplified when you're in a it's locker room. It's worse than a preschool. Yep. It's yep. like it's worse than a preschool. It really is. Oh, yeah. I was sick as a player all the time, like in retirement. I'll get sick like that. And, and you get in the steam room with your other teammates. And just like just breathe like it in. Wafting, heated, toxic. <laughs> then you get in a metal tube and you go and, and they're putting Jalen in another metal tube. We'll talk about that. But I. Um, That's a plane. Yeah. I, I think. I think. Um, we're not talking I think I'm college. worried about the back end, you know, with Slay Down. And Matt Patricia, that's the biggest news, right? Matty P. Matty P. was my coordinator in New England. And I just want to start this by saying the Matty P. I knew in New England was a, was a hell of a coach, okay? Um, I know Detroit didn't go great. But as we've seen before, like Joe Brady was a whiz at fucking LSU. Then he's awful in Carolina. And everybody's like, he shouldn't get a job again. And now he's the reason that everybody's petrified of the Bills. Um, things can change from stop to stop. And I like Matt. I mean, like, I think he's changed a little bit. We had bit him since, on the pod. I enjoyed him. Yeah. I think since he was in New England, he, he's changed a little bit. I saw him this summer um, and ran into him at, uh, at at Eagles camp. And I almost didn't recognize him. He's down like a buck fifty. man. He's been on the treadmill like Bill. He's uh-huh. been working. His, he looks awesome. And I just want to shout out Matty P. Because this motherfucker could be the thing that stabilizes this thing. I might you know? Uh, would you say you're going to be... I might get that Ozempic. He looks he looks awesome, and, and I almost didn't reckon. And Matty P, Matty P, we held teams to 16 points a game in 2016. 
you know, I don't take pride in a lot of stuff uh, from my playing days. That's one of them where I'm like, I was part of a defense, you know, a small part, but a part of a defense where we gave up 16 points a game in the NFL and we weren't that talented. And so, I mean, can he do the things he did in New England? Probably not. Your talent. Probably not because you can't run single high stuff. You can't just man up at will. Like, but I think he's going to be a better matchup guy. And that's the thing that's plagued this team. We know what it is. It's going to be a sore spot, the back end, the rest of the year, no matter what happens. Okay? The linebackers, not perfect, right? But what you can do is avoid those terrible matchups. And I think people with, with coordinators, they're too often like, oh, this is the scheme. This is how it's going to play out. How do you call the game? And how do you, how do you put your players in the best position to make plays and not – get beat. And that's the mindset that Matt Patricia in New England has is like, how do we erase the chance that we get just beat on an ME or on a bad matchup? We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to showcase our weakness. You call them MEs. Mental errors. I call them MAs. Missed assignment. Missed assignment. Because on offense, we have assignments. Yeah. And you have to make reads on defense. We're not perfect like you guys. We make no, mental errors. No, it's interesting that you say MEs and I say MAs. I always thought it just meant like it's on me. I never realized you meant mental error. Yeah, like mental error. Oh, no, yeah. ME, mental error, and MA, missed like, assignment. This stuff is important to cover. But, but these are the things that I think Matt Patricia will get them out of doing. Now, what they can do, I don't know. And tonight's going to be a big – I'm, I'm going to say Eagles like 30 – 30-23, hopefully. I mean, but I, I really can't call it because I don't know what it looks like. Uh, I'm already on the over. 28-23, Seattle. And I think tonight's the night that America gets introduced to the plethora of talent that the Seattle Seahawks have on the edges of Black their offense. Up. Look how smart They have young talent. Obviously, they got DK. They got Tyler Lockett. I'm not going to give the Seahawks state. out on this show. <laughs> I am. I'm it. excited about. It. I'm a pick with your heart guy. It's a scary night. I believe it. It's a scary night. I don't think there's anything going out on a limb and saying Seattle's going to win this game. That's crazy. But I'll say this: America will have an appreciation for what Pete Carroll has at his disposal for what is Schneider. Yeah. Uh, what Schneider's been able to put together there in Seattle is fun, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to write Drew Lock off. I think he's a guy that takes chances. I'm, he's a high ceiling, but high, uh, high danger. He's going to put on. Yeah. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. Yes, he is. Can I can I can I bet it just both ways? 38, 38 <laughs> either team. That yeah, that 31, score. Somebody, yeah, that'll make you money. But let's talk about the team that made some noise yesterday in the NFC that like I had so much fun watching this game, watching it back, you know, thinking about what, what I was going to say about this game because this was like this is what it's about. This is a big spot, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. This is like a playoff game. You know, I said on the show last week the beautiful thing about the NFL, and this is what differentiates it, this is why we can just be like, hey, NBA, we're going to have Christmas. Because we don't need a play-in tournament. We don't need a play-in game. We have a play-in month. We have a play-in six-week six period. Every Sunday is technically a play-in. But, but over this course of the season, like you're going to see games like this Tampa and Green Bay game. It's going to feel like a playoff game. And, and watching that at Lambeau, old NFC Central kind of throwback matchup. NFC Central, right. I wasn't even a fan of the league. Right. Then. For guys my age, you remember that. But, like, watching Baker do what he did was awesome. And, you know, in the year of our Lord, 2023, Love Baker it. Mayfield is leading a team on a possible playoff run. Love and, you know, um, Baker Mayfield 2021 on Christmas going up to Green Bay, throwing four picks for the Browns and losing. This is Christmas week. Christmas came a little bit early for him, but this was something that I know he didn't forget. And for a guy that I mentioned it earlier, I kind of left him for dead after Cleveland 
um, and, and to, to, after a couple stops, get another opportunity and one that we didn't think they'd be in it to be leading this team in the biggest shootout of the weekend. In the second half, the offenses were rolling on both sides. He was the one who won the biggest shootout of the weekend, Baker Mayfield, on the biggest stage um, for his team. And I just I can't say enough about after that masterful love drive for him to answer. It was like they answered every time. Um, he lost when he was with the Rams last year too in Lambeau. Yeah, he threw he, he threw one pick, but yeah, only a hundred hundred yards. And 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 I, I the question comes down to this in the NFC South. Which quarterback do you trust the most in the NFC South? And last week, I asked the question, and to me it was rhetorical, and this Sunday proved why. Mm -hmm. Because as I'm watching Baker Mayfield move the ball down the field and Dave Canales figure this thing out and they get the run game going and they're attacking the seams. I love it. And they've got veteran receivers that, you know, maybe that's the thing that I didn't take into account with this team coming into this game is Jordan Love's a good player. He played well. His mechanics are off. He's got to fix that. They got good receivers. Wick, Wicks went off, but they're young, right? He didn't and have all his weapons, though. Dylan wasn't out there. Christian Watson wasn't out there. No I mean, question. So they can't take the top off the defense or bully you with body shots. But, and Nate said it just a couple weeks ago. He'd hate to be a guy trying to tackle A.J. Dillon. Yeah. That's become the identity of this fucking uh, offense. And without them, they have to re-identify, uh, re- reestablish it on the fly Yeah. against a Bucks team with Dave Canales, who's doing the same thing at a faster clip. Rashad White involvement's great, but it's but fun. it's but it's even if they had all the guys up, I think having the you, veterans, okay. it's the veterans, it's the thing that you're not even thinking about, which is like Jordan Love is is really good. You're excited about him, but Baker's been in the league. He's yeah. been in the playoffs. As much as we make fun of him, Chris Godwin's a guy who's played in Super Bowls. Mike Evans, this Super Bowl DNA of this he was team was nowhere to be found until this game. Really? Who Godwin? Well, it was great to get him involved. This yeah. is the perfect game. Even his wife was on social media, like, "Hey, let's get him the football." And this is the perfect game because Alice has Twitter. Part of the reason I don't want to jump out of the gym for the Bucks, but I will, is they're playing Joe Barry and they're playing the the Packers defense, which every week it feels like there's something that Packers fans are bitching about, rightfully so, on the defensive <laughs> side of the football. It doesn't change throughout the game, whether it's Devito with his legs last week or the run game this week or the the week after. But this this Sunday it was. Man, you knew the seams were going to be a problem, but Mike Evans down the seams for a touchdown. Rashad White down the seams for a touchdown. Like, they did not close the middle of the field, and the backers are a step slow. And on that third and four that turned into a touchdown that ended up being decisive, they're just a step slow. And to put your guys in those positions throughout the whole game, that's why they didn't make any adjustments. And Canales, who's done a really good job with the run game, who did a good job in this game, who revived Geno Smith's career, He's kind of reviving Baker's career, yeah. and I think it's really cool. I think it's a really good feel-good story in the NFL, and I feel good for Bucks fans because just two weeks ago, the Bucks became like the losingest franchise for win percentage uh, in the major four American sports. Mm-hmm. Even with the Super Bowls, the whole thing like it's not easy being a Bucks even fan. Even with the Bears, e- even with the Bears, <laughs> even with the Jets, like these guys, these guys are, are are giving you something to talk about, and they're they're fun and they're running the ball. And we laughed, Steve, Stanford Steve, off the show in October when this team was in that four-game losing streak. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I think Todd Bowles is going to be the coach of the year. And I'm not saying he's going to win it because that's a tough sell, but at 10-7, and seven, like maybe he's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to give credit where credit's I'm due. Okay. You know, so, so Stefanski. You know what I'm waiting for? To me, they, they have to Anyone now, I have a future on. They have to now continue – 
the commercials with Baker and do them in Raymond James, like he's living in Raymond James? No, because, because the, the State Farm curse. Oh, you think it's a curse? Yeah, dude. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Chris look Paul. Look at Maato. Look oh, at Chris Paul. There's God. a State Farm curse, Don't bro. Don't tell me that. There is, because look at what the receivers are doing to Mahomes this year. I thought it was only look the what happened to Rodgers. Look what they did so to my boy. It went from <laughs> it went from the Madden curse to to State Farm curse. Yeah. So Baker, as soon as those commercials stop running, he starts playing well again. Oh, can so we let, can we do a quick segment right here where we predict <laughs> what the next marketing curse is? <laughs> Um, Based on what's popular, cryptocurrency. Well, no, that already passed. Really <laughs> but it's passed. coming back. Somebody explained it to me on. Uh, nah, Tom Brady had to pay man. Money that's the point because when you when you do a cryptocurrency ad, chances are you got a lot of money in cryptocurrency. Like Subway, Ozempic, Subway, yeah. Subway has Justin Ozempic. Herbert. Subway has Subway's had, had Jared Jared's in the past. Had Jared, Jared had a lot had, of things. Had yeah. Chris Law. Had me. Had Chris. Long. Had me. I did a little ad campaign with. I had to shoot pickup basketball with Jared. Chris did a good with Jared. Anyways, I met. I met Jared too. He was spotting me in the gym for like a we promo. We burned that video. <laughs> yeah. that anyways, no. I met Jared too at the stab weight room. So, so I, I, I thought you know, like in every situation, the one more say a hard right turn. <laughs> the one more, the one, the one more thing I want to say is this, and this is why I want to shout out Todd Bowles and these guys because, like, you can say how it was just it wasn't. It's not about Todd Bowles, but this team in the middle eight. We always talk about the middle eight minutes of a of a game and how much that that dictates things. Fourth and six. The Packers got the ball at midfield. They get the ball with like five minutes to go. They, they're under two minutes. They, they have a chance to convert. They're going to go. They get a penalty. They got a punt. Then Baker converts on some circus second down play. They go down and kick a field goal, and they get the ball uh, out of the half. Green Bay does. So they had a chance at a two-for-one. They don't take advantage. They're forced to punt, and then Baker goes down and scores. So at that point in the game, you're looking forward. The, the mindset has to be we could be up two scores coming out of – coming out of our first drive out of the half. But instead, you're down two scores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that and that's the difference in the game. And so two for, for the Packers, you can you can win out, but this defense is a problem. Uh, the Bucks got to fix their secondary, but I think if the Packers move the, miss the playoffs, they're going to feel better than any team that was this close in the NFC because there's a lot of good things going on. Yeah, and on Aaron there. Jones is in your locker room. A lot of good AJ things going Dillon. on there. Kristen Watson, that offense is growing together. Um, one thing I want to mention, 158.3. We, did we mention this? Perfect passer Perfect rating. Perfect passer rating. I think that that's the best covert way to rate people in terms of looks while you're in public. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you I mean? can't be like, well, that's a 10, right? Yeah, there. you can't say that anymore. I'd be like 143. You can't say that seven. anymore. PC culture. 1337. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could rate, if yeah. you wanted to you rate go to people's the bar, look. Like, oh, that's a 115. That's a Baker Mayfield at Lambeau. 92. That's a Baker Mayfield at Lambeau. That's a Jared Goff outside. Yeah. And then you, you got to figure like, out what the men do. The wind's line. blowing a little yeah. bit. Like, hair's like all anything fucked anything up. Over a 120 is probably a 10. 120. And then. <laughs> so, what's not a compliment? Guys, uh, Cash App just called. They they ended the, the partnership because we're rating people. That's what society's come to. I think they would appreciate it. No, anyways, <laughs> our partnership with Cash App is a one fifty eight. I love one point three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so if we're talking about the wild card, we got to talk about the we have we are contractually obliged to talk about the Falcons and the Saints. Okay, the Saints won. They beat the Giants. 
I'm not going to get too too into that. Okay, game. here's your five dollars for talking about the game. Thank you. I which is it. also, ironically enough, the cost of admission for this game. Well, right? yeah, in, in Carolina, yeah. Well, it's actually Carolina. fifty cents. No, bro. forty-five. You could get like uh, forty-five cents. Forty-five cents. You could get it. how many people in? Quick math. You get with five dollars. How many people are you getting in? You Quick get math. In twenty. 11. You get it under God, twenty people. Eleven. Under twenty people at least. Yeah, yeah. ten. About ten. Eleven. Well, 11. You can get 11 people in. That's, that's why you were a teacher. Okay. So, anyways, the point is the Saints got to win. They have a huge matchup this week with LA on Thursday night. I already bet the Rams. Um, I feel like this is a, a Rams spot. So, if you're the Bucks, you're getting into a, a week this week with the Colts. Like, you have a chance uh, to, to win that. No, the Jags. You have a chance to win that game, right? Um, you got to feel that way. And you could pick up a game, another game in the division, because when you watch the Falcons, um, and Falcons fans changed Arthur Smith's Wikipedia page. The whole first paragraph is hilarious. What is it? I'm going to go to it right now. It's like it starts with Arthur Smith is American football coach who is the worst head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Arthur. And I'm not sure how to read that. Is he the worst coach on the Falcons is the or is coach? he the worst coach for them? It might be both. They changed it back. If you ask Falcons fans, they changed it back, they but it was pretty it. funny. Yeah. He, 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 the, the, the beginning. His the, picture on Wikipedia is great. The end. <laughs> yeah, it's a good picture. Show the people. You know, we have technology where we can cast that onto the live stream. It's amazing. So, so Arthur Smith looking miserable in his picture, and that's how they look out there on the field. And my big problem with Arthur, Arthur Smith is this. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching Baker Mayfield on one TV do what he's doing. And I'm watching Desmond Ritter in the rain in a game where all it calls for is the capital G game manager and him to come out yep. just for like five plays, and they win that game. Okay? Five plays. He can't do it. So Bijan fumbles down the stretch. Mm. He doesn't get the ball again, really. He's banished. And they can't really run the ball. That's, that's why they're in second and ten. They try to give the ball to Patterson. Um, he's probably your best player, and I understand you're taking a stand. But why now? Why in a playoff race when he's your why? best chance to win this game? And why juxtaposed to the fact that you trust Desmond Ritter at all? Okay? All season long, you've made excuses for the guy. You've kept him in the ball game. Heineke comes in. You're like, uh-uh, I still like Desmond Ritter to the point where I almost wonder if Arthur Blank is the guy pulling the strings or if Desmond Ritter has naked photos of somebody. And in this situation, for you to pull your best player because of a turnover, only to lose the game in the most predictable fashion because of your quarterback, I have no idea what you're doing. I'll take it a step further. You're up 7-3 to three in this ballgame in plus territory. A, a field goal probably wins this game mm. at that point, you're, you're thinking, right? Third and seven, you go under center, you hand the ball to B. John Robinson because you don't trust your quarterback. But then at the end of the game, you don't trust your best player and you trust Desmond Ritter. I don't know who to trust if you're the Falcons, it's, but you, you, I don't trust the Falcons anymore. Falcons fans, look, Justin Fields, I think the writing is on the wall in Chicago for Justin Fields. I know you're talking about this game, but I'm going to talk about the future. This is the future for the Atlanta Falcons. You're looking at it. It's Justin Fields. Arthur Smith's playbook gets to open up. His sense of confidence goes up tremendously with a guy like Fields. I just feel like they're in prime territory to be in the market for him. Uh, and with the way that the Bears lost yesterday, again, it's the fourth time they've had like a two-possession lead in the, in the fourth quarter, and they've blown it. I think it's a league record for them. But Justin Fields, that's the answer. I mean, it's simple as that, dude. Get somebody in there who's a playmaker at quarterback with those other playmakers, and they're all going to be uh, catalysts, I guess, for one another. Tommy Tank says sucker bet. 
Tommy, I could pay your rent with what I made this weekend. No offense. Tommy, give me the um, info. I don't have any good info. But I could have done two months, though, if Desmond Ritter wasn't Desmond Ritter. So you're right about that, Tommy. Tommy, you're right. As soon as it happened, I was like, I knew it was a sucker bet. You know? Um, so anyways, it was, it was a bad deal for, for the Falcons. And the Falcons, the Falcons, man, like, you know, you've had every chance. And the defense, I'll give them a lot of credit at times because they've done better than, than I thought they would. But that defense now has given up a game-winning drive to the uh, to the Vikings. 11 plays, 75 yards. They gave up a touchdown before the half in that game. Arizona, game-winning drive on a Prater uh, field goal. And then before the half, a touchdown. And then Tampa Bay, 12 plays, 75 yards for a touchdown. And what's weird to is win. they've been healthy. Like, the Falcons have been pretty healthy. Well, all except year. for their real Grady Jarrett. Except for except their real they, mismatch. Uh, since the end of October, they've been without Grady and, Jarrett. And, and I don't know. In, in, you know, in, in these situations, these are the gotta-have-it situations, and you can only measure a team on how they play in these situations. And, and defensively, that's the thing. Desmond Ritter's fourth-quarter EPA is one of the best in the league. So this isn't even where he usually makes this mistake, but – he made it, and the defense couldn't finish. Like Bryce Young, to let Bryce Young go down the field and look like Dan Marino, there was the duck of all ducks, bro, that he threw on third and three that Mingo rescued. He rescued a duck, and that's the guy that you let go down and beat you. And he made some great throws, but you put yourself in that position. So let's talk about the Vikings. Um, did, because you want, the, did you want to mention the Rams at all? I do want to mention the Rams. They're, they're, my mention of the Rams in the America's teams. I, I, I'm pulling for you, Rams. Here's, like, here's I, my mention. You for already Rams. destroyed my win total on the season. So. I wrote down two bullet points, Chris. Yeah. Kyron Williams, dominant again. The offense seemingly hit on all cylinders again. This time in a win, they took the Ravens to the wire last week. No Tommy Tanks intended. owns, by the way. He's a, owner. Uh, He's a homeowner. This team looks so <laughs> primed. This team looks so primed to be a trap opponent in the playoffs. Chris. Yeah, they are a trap. They're a trap opponent. Imagine Detroit. Imagine I'm not saying Detroit they're going to make a run, but I'm going to say people might trip over them. Yeah, no question. Um, and Matt Stafford, you know, you have a veteran quarterback who's a Super Bowl winner. He looks healthy. He looks spry. His arm is awesome. I mean, that's really his X-Man power, right? His ability to throw the football where Sean McVay wants after they've established his running game. It's the same thing that I want to see from Seattle against Philadelphia, honestly. That's what they're doing in, in LA. Kyron Williams has been great for them. I mean, he's just been great. And so, yeah, like just to echo it, uh, McVeigh should be in that conversation, Kyle. You make a great point. Pull up the NFC wildcard picture and, and let us know if, uh, you know, like w what we need to look at this weekend, what, which are the biggest games and, hey. and that sort of thing as I get into talking about the Vikings here because the Vikings had a golden opportunity. Saturday. By the way, I love Saturday football. I hate it. Oh, I love it. I really, I really can't stand it. I hope it goes away. Why? Forever. Well, it's not going. It, it's just I'm a, I'm a, a creature of habit, routine. Mm -hmm. um, we took Sunday. That's our day. Monday is a day. Thursday is a day. I get that. Um, Saturday. When there's no college, taking all when college no, days. When there's no college football, it's a lot. I, I would rather, and I know some people. There's are no college kill football. Me. The Grizz played. Here's what we do: yeah. when college football moves to this big money making operation, and it's a, it's like its own league. Did you see what Chip yeah. Kelly said? Yeah, he's he's brilliant. He's so fucking okay. Smart. And I, I hope he coaches in the NFL soon. I don't know where, but I, I think he could rescue one of these. But Deshaun Jackson didn't like him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's liked and disliked did some Shady people McCoy. That, that didn't really line up with my. In the past, but so so um, Nick Foles, fifty touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Remember that we're talking about the Vikings. This looked yeah. like the best version of the Vikings post Kirk Cousins that I'd seen all year for a while in this game. And I know we had the Dobbs runs, 
but they came out and they were moving the ball. They were they were moving these guys off the rock. Then DJ Reader gets hurt, and that's a big loss for Cincinnati. But like that 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 and Mullins was looking comfortable late in the game. They really go in to score on an extended play with Mullins rolling out right, and you're thinking that's a game winning drive. So in, in between that, he didn't look comfortable, and that's where you know the pick in the red zone hurts, and the the, the hill pick. I've never seen a, a, an interception like that. That was a first for me. For, the guy know, pulling a quarterback down and him throwing the ball at the guy pulling him down and he catches it. It all comes down to the one the one big play in overtime where Jake Browning finds a way to escape and finds a way to convert to Tyler Boyd, I think it was. And Harrison Smith, you can see there's nobody in contain. Chris, you can speak to this better than me, but he's one of those guys that you can count on to be in the right place at the right time. He's also one of those guys that enjoys shooting his gun a little bit at times. And usually it's beneficial to the program. Yeah. But in this situation, Jake Browning able to get outside, find his guy, extend the play in overtime. I give I gotta give my flowers to Browning again. And and we've said it time and time again on this show, but with Joe Burrow out in the preseason, Jake Browning had such crucial time, not only on the football field leading this team in the preseason, but to be playing with the receivers that he was gonna be playing with right now. And the guys who are on the field when it's crunch time. The starters know who he is as a quarterback. Zach Taylor feels comfortable in this offense, and obviously he's able to produce. And we've seen it now a few weeks in a row. I'm wondering where the end of the road is. Is the light at the end of the tunnel a train, or is it sunlight? Well, I don't know. The DJ Reader thing hurts. Yep. Um, but you know, I asked the question a couple weeks ago: Can the Bengals, you know, can they can they feed off that that hope that our Eagles team gives teams with backup quarterbacks who are set up to win? And I think they are set up to win some games. Now, I don't know if they're going to get in at all. This weekend's big against the Steelers. But, like, if they get in, they're, it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to walk over this team. I mean, no. they have playmakers outside. This guy's a real – like, coming in the game, I was like, I'm not sure how he's going to perform against B-Flow's defense. He's going to throw some shit at this guy he hadn't seen. It's all about blitz answers, When right? he got fucking blasted <laughs> early and threw that ball to Chase, I was like, oh, he might be, he might be pretty good. And then and, and they go down 17-3. It's dead quiet in that stadium. <laughs> and it's after that back-breaking third down where Addison takes the ball off the turf. And for him to go and make the throws he made down the stretch, the third and nine – um, no, no, no. The third and 21 that set up the mix and touchdown was Circus. The, the, the Higgins catch inside, you know, so two sick. minutes was maybe the catch of the year um, to whip the ball around and get, and get to the pylon. Play of the um, year. Yeah. Catch was plus. Yeah. Might, might but be the wherewithal one. was like. Yeah, might be one of the plays of the what year. What the fuck? And, and, and in overtime, you know, it's not just the third and nine to Boyd that we could talk about, but it's also like just escaping to give Higgins a shot on the previous third and 18. He is an off-platform thrower. My goodness, they found a, a backup quarterback who can manage the game and throw off-platform. Um, I want to look at Browning rifle, Browning weapon sales since he's been. They're up. I it's yeah. hard to imagine they're not. With Mark Zuckerberg got a uh, bunker and things like that. I saw Mark Zuckerberg's bunker. Classic. Uh, sick. Classic misdirection bunker, Kyle. <laughs> what do you he, mean? He would never dox his own bunker. For for goodness' That's sake, good. It's it's yeah. His yeah. his real bunker somewhere else. I'm online the other night, looking up bunker stuff in a panic. Because mm. I'm like, if he's doing it, maybe I should do it. No shit. But You're looking up bunker stuff in a panic. But then I realized, Kyle, I don't want to live in a world where it's me, newly broke Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Ted Nugent, some militants like the guys from Predator that they had to deal with in the jungle, Chechnyans, Tea Party guys. 
me, the U.S. Senate, that's not a world I want to live in. So, Kyle, if you're asking me if I'm a prepper, I'm not. Just let it happen. Um, I'm just going to put a blanket over my head and go, tent. <laughs> like my daughter does. <laughs> tent. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's like bird box. Just like, Still haven't uh, seen it. It's not good. I turned it off two minutes in. But, After I found out she took all that money from that football player, I didn't watch any movies. <laughs> that's a hard. That's a hard pill for me to swallow. That uh, it that, was wrong that, what they did to him. It was wrong what they did to Michael Orr. Uh, but but here's the MVP of the game, Kyle. And for Cincinnati, I got to mention the defensive guys. The the two tush pushes in a row, the two sneaks in a row. We just call them tush push. Those guys up front resetting the line of scrimmage huge but what led to it it's little things in the game kyle second and eight you can see the field goal line right past the first down line and if they get to that first down line i'm pretty sure they're gonna kick a field goal in this game and they know it and all those little things add up and all those guys whether it was hendrickson coming back to make a sack at the end of the game when and i've been in this situation where you're the reason your team didn't get a pick six or something like that that was backbreaking for that for, from a morale standpoint and they were able to make plays down the stretch. The number one hero in this game, and possibly for the Bengals on their entire season, is this Princeton guy, Andre Yoshibas. Yoshibas? Andre Yoshibas? Is that how you say it? Yoshivash. Yoshivash. Andre Yoshivash is the first time I've said it, but people should be saying a lot more because at the end of regulation, they muff a punt, and that ball is rolling towards the goal line, and he's the only guy with the wherewithal to go fall on us. Football guy. And, and and he might have saved their season. Because if they lose this game, we're not talking about them going on a run. And if they go on a run, they need to remember number 80, getting that muff off the turf. Because we've seen a lot of games go other, the other way. What was the big play in your Eagles Super Bowl run that was like the play at the in the third quarter of the season that kind of got you guys going? It was more games. It was like it was like the L.A. game. We went to Seattle. We lost. I remember the L.A. game was huge. And we go to play L.A. and, you know, like lose Carson at basically in the second half. And Nick makes some plays. We make some plays. But, you know, probably that. Probably that game for us. Nick whips it out. They whip it out. And then we're like, oh, this guy's got something. Uh, Chicago, Cleveland, Kyle. I know you got a lot to say about this game. I got a lot to say about this game, but it mostly just revolves around the Bears in general. The inability to close when you've got leads, uh, the flashes from Justin Fields, the drops that were, you know, pivotal, a uh, huge opportunity miss with the Robert Tanyan drop, but then they strike immediately the next play to DJ Moore. I like that from Justin Fields. I need to see more of that. Um, the defense, we talked about it last week. You talked about it at length, Chris. Montez Sweat, the addition that he brings not only to the defensive line, but the effect that it has, the residual effect that it has on the back end of this defense. Guys being able to take advantage of errant throws as a result of good rushes. Three sacks for Montez Sweat. There's no question anymore that the Bears made the right decision in that regard. I like the moves Ryan Poles is making, but I think the writing is on the wall for Matt Eberflus now more than ever after seeing his team lose in the fashion that they did. They were supposed to win this football game. Obviously, Darnell Mooney, a rough game. The Hail Mary, it was almost like he was getting paid by Cleveland. But at the end of the day, <laughs> his post-game comments were this. It's a hard ga- It's a hard game. It's hard to ca- make that catch. I wanted to make that catch. I feel for the guy. I feel for him. And, I can be really mad. He's, won, ga- he's won game balls and STL memorials on this podcast. He's a good player. So and, we like him. And he's been Justin Fields' best friend from the beginning. Before he had DJ Moore, like, that's your guy. And... They'll be in big situations again. And to be honest, you shouldn't even be in that situation. Do you think that's part of it? What? That he was his guy and now DJ's No, I don't think so. But DJ Moore after the game saying, 
And Kyle, I agree with him. Like, what do you see? You don't know what these college. You don't guys have anybody like. that's better like, than him. Like, you you don't have a better option right now. And so, tread carefully with that. I'm He's not a real saying one. you, but I like, like that interview. I love DJ, but 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 you know, looking at looking at the Bears, and the blown leads is three times I think this year, ten four. points or more, four times. It's an NFL record. NFL record. Mm. And you look at that and you say, I don't blame quarterbacks for blown leads unless they throw pick sixes or they're just missing throws. I blame the coach. And so when you blow leads like this and in short yardage, whether it's fourth and two at the beginning of the fourth and an unheralded dude comes up and Mooney not being able to just get a little bit more on him. It's a little details like that. Shoestring tackle. And then the same thing with third and one. You're running like a jet sweep. You get knocked down for a loss of three. Like these are the fractions of time. Even if you don't get a score that helped control the game and they missed out on that stuff and Cleveland would have ran out of time. But we should be making this about not just the drops, not just the the bad drop early, the, the bad drop in two minutes, because I think they kick a field goal if they if they get that one. Late hits. Um, the late hit was Dude, was bad. I don't think he has any calls going for him this year. I'm talking about him, Justin Fields. Right. I don't think the referees have called anything. And Nolan, I don't know. I haven't looked at these stats, but I I just don't think that they're playing by the same set of rules. These referees when they're officiating a game with Justin Fields in it. And I feel I, the same and, way and about I know, Tony. I know that the argument is, I know that the argument is when he takes off running, and he's so big and fast and athletic, he's the biggest freak on the field, right? When he takes off running, he's no longer a quarterback. Four steps is four. But steps. at the end of the day, when you slide, when you go out of bounds, when you get hit three seconds after you throw the football, and I'm not talking about just getting bumped. I'm talking about getting absolutely meleeed by dudes, and you're not getting calls. It really makes me question. The guys, and I heard my guy Adam Hogue talk about this. He's a great, uh, great journalist in Chicago. He, you know, he challenged all the way to the top, Troy Vincent. Like, what are we doing here? Is this about player safety? Is that what's par- is that what the priority is in this league? Are we trying to take care of our stars? Because it doesn't look like that's the case when you watch the the way these games are officiated with Justin Fields at quarterback. It's unfortunate. We want to see our superstars in the game. Joe Burrow is in a suite every week. It sucks. Ratings are down probably because of it. Um, we don't want to see this. And the same can be said for Justin Fields. I hold the league responsible for not pushing back strongly enough after seeing so many times Justin Fields getting hit. And you know who else is in a suite? Jake, Jake Browning's family. And I just want to bring this one last thing up there. I loved his postgame thing. And I know some people are like, uh, let it go. Like Florio's like, let it go. They're not even the same coaches there. But, of course, he's talking about the fact that he was with the Vikings for two years, got cut in camp, was not notified by the team. They told him to go back to the hotel. His agent called him to let him know they got cut. It's just not how you cut guys. I mean, guys get cut in all types of ways. And it's also not for you to decide whether or not this guy should be pissed at the Vikings because the things that people take personally out in the world and to say that this guy who spent two years in Minnesota shouldn't just by the sight of their uniform get a little bit more excited for the game. Kyle, the Rams cut me. It was the best thing they ever could have done for my career. And every time I played him, I wanted to beat him. Now, I love the guys. Like he said in post game, he loved the people there. There's some really good people in the building. He acknowledged the coaching change. But he's fucking hyped because you take things personally. That's what you do as a pro athlete. And there's nothing – people say don't think take things personally. You get fired, and they don't even tell you – uh, that they're firing you, your agent has to tell you, you take that shit personal. So I loved him letting people in on what it's really like to be a player, right down to saying, I wasn't going to tell you all that unless we won, <laughs> which Mark. was, 
And I, when I saw that press conference, I was all in on this guy. I like him. He he's seems, great. He seems like a pro. He's great. I think he'll have a starting job next year, no matter where it is. I hope. And and without getting through this, I mean, we got to talk about the winning team, the Browns, man. It's the same story every week. How do they keep doing this? They're well coached, man. And Joe Flacco off the couch, 212 yards in the fourth quarter. You know what Phil Sims told me yesterday? He said, if Joe Flacco had been in this offense his entire career, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's crazy. It's crazy. And when Phil Sims said that to me, I was like, and we were on air, so I'm not giving away any secrets here. Yeah. And I was kind of like, huh. No, then I was like, hmm. This dude, Stefanski, can draw it up, and he can get you out of weird situations. All the depth pieces that they've lost, all the starters that they've lost. Um, I thought Joe was tremendous off-platform. That throw he made to, to go ahead at the end of the game was like, I mean, the Cleveland announcers are just laughing. I saw the, the they're like, oh, oh, pinch me. Yeah. You know, like, is this real? This is the best quarterback we've had all season. Ever. And, you know, I know he made some throws that he wants back. I know he's throwing picks, but in crunch time. Name them. In crunch time, this was pretty good. Name and the so, quarterbacks in Cleveland you'd want over Joe Flacco. Go. Uh, Bernie Kosar. Bernie I mean, Kosar. He's, like, he's like 65, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 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 I just thought Sean I just Watson. thought he was great. And Njoku keeps getting open. Njoku keeps getting open. That first touchdown was a great throw. Um, Fields pressured forty four percent of dropbacks. But here's why I like Fields. Okay. Dolphins on Monday were pressured on what percentage of their dropbacks? Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins against the Titans. Who are not the Browns. You gave me that stat early. I think it was like forty four percent. And high, people were like number. you can't even operate back there. Justin Fields could operate. Mm -hmm. They just didn't make the plays in crunch time and short yardage and that sort of thing. Like, I did not come out of that game thinking less oh, of Justin Fields. Or I didn't come out of that game thinking Justin was rattled. Yeah, Justin no. just kept trying to make plays. No. And that's the difference between having a Justin Fields and somebody else who can't escape it's like that. You stuff. throw the Rob Tanyan ball, it gets dropped, it's going to be a touchdown. It's going to be a touch. But green grass. And the thing that impressed me the most out of the entire game was Justin Fields going out the next play and finding DJ Moore for about 15, 18 yards. Down the Shake side it off. Line. He puts it right on uh, in the spot that you need it to be. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's pretty damn good. He, he can still be good, man. So, so Pittsburgh, Andy, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Mike Tomlin. And a week ago, I think you said that he's got to go. I want to paraphrase to be respectful, right? Yeah, I think they need change in I, Pittsburgh. I, I could see that, man, because when your best argument is that you're a high floor guy, and I'm a huge Tomlin fan, if he, if he didn't finish – if he if he gets let go, he's gonna coach somewhere else. Like Tomlin is a dog. I love I'd love to play for Tomlin. But when you're a high floor guy, it's hard to justify a sinkhole, man. You know, like this is this is bad. The the floor is tremendously low. And he's finished seasons, even when they didn't make the playoffs, really well. Like in 2009, six and two they finished. In 2018, seven, two and one. In 19, eight and six, and 20, 11 and 0. Um even if these teams were flawed, they finished strong. And they're 11 not, and 0 to finish 2020. Remember that. And they lost to the Bills, I think, in the playoffs. Or maybe they lost late in the season to the Bills on Thursday and then got blanked in the playoffs. But you could tell they weren't going anywhere because they had to get the that ball out Big all ben? quick. It was Big Ben. It was hobbled God, Big Ben. I fucking miss watching Big Ben. But the, but the point is, you're losing to rookie head coaches. You lost three of them by multiple scores, six in a row now to, to rookie head coaches. Um, you, you punt down two scores down 18 with 18 minutes to go, you punt. That was, like, insane. And, you know, like, even the mind-boggling, like, calling timeouts at the end of the game when you're out of it was great for people that had the over because it made Matt Gay kick another field goal because he couldn't seem to. Um, but I think the biggest disappointment for me is this. 
He's a guy with a reputation <laughs> for keeping that locker room together, right? And I'm starting to think it was because they had good players. They and, had good and, veteran leadership. And now they don't have good players. And the wide receiver room, I hate sing singling guys out because I was a player. And I'm sure if you went back in my career, you could find things that you could single me out for. But in this situation, it is inexcusable to give the effort that some of these guys have given over the last month. You know, George Pickens down there, here's an example. And I'm, I'm a big George Pickens fan now. But when Jalen Warren is trying to score, it's early in the game. It's not a blowout. You need these points. Low red. In the low red, and you're not even blocking. And Jalen well, Warren. Well, he did a great job in the first half second. And of the then block. just stops. He blasted the DB. Then finished finish. the play. And on, the, and on fourth down, you're lucky to get the ball in the end zone. What if you don't? And that's the question I always have. And it's like it, it's, with, uh, it, it, it's with Deontay Johnson, who against Cincinnati, I think they're in the red zone. And I don't know if the fumble stood. I can't remember. I've watched so much football over the last month. But the ball's on the ground. We remember the play. It's zero to zero. I think it's third and two. And Warren puts the ball on the ground. And he doesn't even get out of his stance. Doesn't and when the ball hits the, the ground, he doesn't even fucking move. And so, like... I know that players' first reactions when they're criticized on shit like this is say, oh, you don't understand, or you're, you, you know, this, that, and third. Bullshit. Give effort. Act like you love football. Because to me, these guys don't love football. Like, if you love football, you don't need a reason to finish a play. I don't care if you're out of this Dad thing. Dad always said if it ain't not, for everybody, and it's situations like this where it's they ain't for, it ain't, it ain't for, for these for guys. Yeah. They ain't for these guys. And and I'm a big fan. I think George – here's the thing. The reason I love George Pickens so much, because when I watched him in college, it looked like every rep mattered, like his life depended on it, whether he was blocking, whether it was personal and he was just trying to bully the guy in front of him, whether it was run after the catch. And – don't let this stuff beat you down, man. I, I've been on bad teams. I've been in worse situations like this. Don't let this kill your spirit. Don't let this kill your effort. And for Deontay Johnson, you should know better. You know, and, and, and so, so in these games, like not having control of your players to where they're giving maximum effort, forget the mental errors. That, that's going to happen. It happens a lot with this team. And I get it. You're missing guys. Kazee. Uh, and that, that ejection, I disagreed on that. Nate's in the bathroom, but he was, he was a, he's got to wrap up is what Nate said. I don't think there's any way physics dictate that you can't wrap up in that situation. It's the only way to take the ball off that guy. But then you lose him and Minka, and it's a defense that's got a lot of patchwork veterans to start. And when you watch the linebackers, I remember this one play in the flat where, where you know, the running back catches the ball, and it looks like the backers are running in place. And... <laughs> It's just you're not set up for success defensively. You lose those guys. Minshew threw for 215, and it felt like 600 yards because they could not get off the field. And the run game, we said coming in, if you can run the ball, you're going to win this game. Indy was the team that ran the ball. Pittsburgh couldn't run the ball. Indy ran the ball for 13, uh, 13 attempts for 70 in the fourth quarter alone. That's like qu quit zone. How about Steichen, coach of the year? Or at least he, on the list. There's a million guys that should be in this conversation right now. And and this dude I wish you would have coached Anthony Richardson how to get the fuck down. Steve, yeah. Because we but, could be talking about the Colts as a legitimate threat. I, I don't know though, because maybe this is it's not the best thing to happen to, to, to Richardson because he's hurt and hopefully this this doesn't affect anything. But I think maybe the right guy for this team this year was Minshew and 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 it's working out. I don't know that yeah. there's a big difference, but the bottom line is they can win the division. And three and weeks ago, we were saying the Jaguars maybe could get the number one seed. Now we got a three-way tie in the AFC South at eight and six. It's wild out here. Jaguars, Texans, Colts. This league, bro. This league. They got a great – hey, and how about all the great coaches in the AFC South? How about it's so dark in Pittsburgh that Mike Tomlin is asking Mason Rudolph to guide his sleigh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good.
Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Bring that little red nose out here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. He comes walking out like he just flies over like, my but here's the, house. Here's the situation that I'm afraid of. So Tomlin gets fired and then he applies for the Raiders job. That's great. And you know who should apply for the Pittsburgh job? Uh, Brian Pierce. Flores. <laughs> Antonio Pierce. Well, AP should. But that's what I'm saying. We want AP. We want AP. We want AP to get that job. I still take AP over that. You take AP over Tomlin. You have to take AP. Yeah. (laughs) You would take AP over Tomlin. Yeah. Right now I would. Ooh. Ooh. Right now I would. You got a bit like half the thing that goes goes in the Steelers' favor is their tradition and the culture they built, and that culture is crumbling. And so when the culture goes, like, what's separating them? Do you see them doing a lot of dynamic things from, like, from a decision-making process from the head coach down? Like, the best thing he did all year was fire Matt Canada, but it took way too long. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I just think, like, the way that they have designed their game plans have been flawed. And, you know, like, the head coach has to answer for that. I'm not saying to fire Mike Tomlin. I don't know the answer to that. I don't like firing guys unless I'm positive about it. Like, Brandon Staley, I got on the horn uh, – two months ago and was like, hey, this guy's got to go, okay? <laughs> but Mike Tomlin deserves respect. He doesn't deserve to, to get fired three weeks left in the season. That's why I don't want to say, hey, Mike Tomlin should get fired. Let's see how the season ends up. But if they let him go, how about a guy like Brian Flores who's been in the building before and understands how to build a culture? Because that's what you don't want to lose if you're the Steelers, you know? And he's been in that situation. And you know? unlike Brandon Staley, Mike Tomlin's at least taking accountability. He says that we're not a good football team right now and that it's all Love the him guy. and it starts with him. Like, that's leadership, whatever Lo- you want to say. Utmost respect for the guy. But as he knows, production business, right? Yeah. And Mike Tomlin still, but I was saying B-Flow might be a good option there. Anyways, let's talk about the Texans and Titans and, and, and wrap up this AFC wildcard playoff uh, picture. Okay? Tennessee, second time in three weeks. Special team sends them into overtime and they lose. Yikes. I mean, think about that. I mean, they missed an extra point in this game. That's how they end up in overtime. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, you get Tannehill hold, right? Because your, kick, your punter gets just fucking decapitated. Laces out, Tan. <laughs> and Tannehill doesn't get the laces out. And you know what occurred to me yesterday? The Titans are out of the playoff race. I thought that was I thought that was over a while ago. We weren't even talking about the Titans, but had they won this game, you think about what's on the line for these teams. Like they're not thinking we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it would have been had they won, but they had to win. And this is a spot with Houston limping in and all the guys down. I don't have to name all of them. It's akin to Miami getting a win, but he, without without all those guys. But even more impressive because I really didn't give them much much of a chance here. Derrick Henry's run for uh, uh, three quarters of a mile since 2019 on these guys. I did the math. It's like 0.65 miles. At one point, he had 11 carries for three yards. Yeah, he's he, the he first guy in history. Yesterday, he's the first guy in history with 15 with 15 with 20 carries, 20 carries, and, and under 15 yards. Yes. I mean, like to think that they did this and the way the defensive line closed this thing out down the stretch, I thought was awesome. Grenard has got to get paid. I've been a big fan of his all year, and and to make that play, the game's not on the line, but it is. If they kick a field goal, you still got a shot late in that game. You're in the red zone. If they score a touchdown, it's over. 
kiss a goodbye, maybe the playoffs. And for him to take the ball off Keenum and set up a, a third and super long, like that's a huge play. They ended the play. Uh, the, they ended regulation with the defensive line. They ended the Tennessee drive in, in overtime with the defensive line. And this is with Will Anderson out. I just thought this was a huge, huge day for them. And, and the, the feather in the cap is shutting down Derrick Henry, somebody who terrorized them for years. But how about a Houston kid? Beating a team in a Houston Oilers uniform, yes. uh, a guy in Case Keenum who who's played some snaps for Houston and he's well liked, he's loved. I didn't expect him to get the start, and it makes a lot of sense why he did. The pick six was awful, but to respond some of those throws down the stretch, big time veteran football for them. Yeah, I mean they were they were fighting for the jersey rights, right? That's what it was really about. Yep. Because that jersey's sick, and it's worth fighting for. It's like the, how do you lose in those? The jerseys? face that launched a thousand ships was Helen of Troy. I yeah. believe mm-hmm. this is the. This is very Hellenistic. You are really an intellectual. <laughs> you were selling yourself short. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I I actually don't. I mean, You're I like, know. You Helen see of, that fucking jersey out there? Helen of Troy started the Trojan War. I but I didn't know that the face that launched a, a thousand, thousand ships. ships. It's like uh, weapons of mass destruction. Was the yeah, yeah catalyst okay, for a thousand? They didn't mean to, we didn't want to go to the Iraq War here. Well, uh, but but yeah, the, um, it's all kind of the same family. I guess we're talking <laughs> about the Texans and the Titans, and just the 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 chances of the the Texans going to uh, to to the playoffs. Nah. If they go two and one, they well, could they go. They're going to go if they go two and one. You don't think they're going? Mm-mm. You basically no. got four teams buying for two spots with the Bills. Bengals, Texans, and Colts. They have the answer to the Derrick Henry. And then Jaguars there too. Can they come up with other answers? This is crazy. There's going to be some solid football teams in the AFC that get left out, and we knew it, but we just didn't know exactly how it was going to get here. And uh, and nobody thought the Texans were going to be in this race. Part of the reason they're in the race is Singletary. He did a great job. He's done a great job for them. Uh, If they can continue to ride him, they got a shot. They're gonna, uh, they're gonna need more. I mean, Noah Brown, eight receptions, eighty-two yards yesterday. There was a stretch in the season where he had seven and six receptions for one seventy-two and one fifty-three. They're gonna need to channel some of that. You're gonna get you're gonna get Collins back. That's gonna help, right? Okay, so let me do a, an, an ad read here for the people and for game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you, you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat. And their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's the place to find last-minute seats, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT, G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And before we get to our Miller Lite moments, let's have one more sponsorship. Oh, you got it. Let's do it. We're going to get to the Miller Lite moments here. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment in ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time from kickoff till the clock runs out. You can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having beer if it doesn't taste like well beer? It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. 
You get the taste you crave without the calories. Kyle, that's important to me. So this season, crack open a, uh, a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard you feel it in your heart. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered to, right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Greenlight. Or you, you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. That's, okay. a good, uh, that's a good stat line. Miller Lite moments. Best flight. Miller Lite moments, Christopher. We're sharing one. We have. We re- came to the dance with the same. Oh yeah. With the same best flight. Best and flight. Three, two, one. Jalen hurts. And I texted a guy like, "How's Jalen?" And he's like, "He's gonna be on Air Force One." <laughs> and uh, and by that, I think I mean I think what was meant is Jeffrey Lurie's plane or something. Uh, and presumably Jeffrey Lurie's not on that plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they loaned him the plane. So for all this, hey, they made him get on the ground and do fumble drills. They flew him to the fucking game in a PJ. Um, that video of him doing those drills is pretty funny, though. It's funny, but like, he's what like, if that's what got him sick? Being on the ground. Oh that's a great. Hey, now that's the, that's your moisture. The, you're Ugh. doing. Hey, this is your best stuff. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you, you know, gotta ask. You know, you know. He's like, got a grass dirty, allergy. Hey, man. He could have a grass allergy. That extra intake that you're not used to in your body. Intake. He's probably intake. never on the ground like that. <laughs> You don't. You, you don't. That drill a couple of times. It's hard to take that much fescue to the to the grill, <laughs> and when you do, it, the bad things happen. But the point is, like, this is going to be a good flight. This is Kentucky blue rye. He's listening to an auto audio book while reading the Bible and watching film <laughs> on the plane. That's my quarterback. I, I just imagine Jalen Hurts working on himself, working on the football, working on the faith, all in one. He's that kind of guy. Give him six hours on a PJ. He's going to come out like a new man. You know yeah, what's I, sick about that Like comparison? Everyone shits on Russell Wilson for being exactly what you just explained. No, they what don't. Do you no. Mean? Yeah, no, they do. It's almost incomparable. Yeah. <laughs> that's hate. Nate, you're wrong. It, you're just so wrong on this one. Nate, and I'm like so glad you brought talking. it up because this is where I can feel like I won an argument. You're so wrong. But like <laughs> the reason that Jalen Hurts doesn't get made fun of is because he doesn't say anything. He even talks Maybe. quietly. In the-, the reason that Russell Wilson gets made fun of is when he says things. When he doesn't say anything, we're good. Everybody's good. But when you say you're doing high calisthenics knees. and high knees and you're calling yourself Mr. Unlimited and you're, you're doing all this just kind of off-the-wall shit, that's when people get on you. Uh, you gain a couple hours when you go out west. Russell, or not Russell, Jalen gets to be on this private plane, we're assuming, presuming. He's going to be getting some extra hours of sleep. You, you, there's 28. Look at it the other way. 27 hours in his day. He sleep is a weapon in the NFL, and when you get an opportunity to go and just sleep well in the league in this part of the season, you take advantage of it. I think, <coughs> I think it's going to be huge for you. You take off at three. You land at three. It's still three o'clock. Are you any better? Are you still sick? Yeah. You know, think about it that way. Well, your last percentage point sick. Worst so anyways, flight. worst flight. I know people are like that's not how it works. But but worst flight, uh, wor- worst flight, um, man, 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 man. Yeah, I, there were so many bad flights this week: Atlanta, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Bears, the Cowboys. Uh, but I think it's probably I think it's probably the Chargers. I think I think it's probably the Chargers. But but also that Cowboys flight had to just suck, didn't it? Atlanta too, low ceiling, all that rain. It's the week of bad flights, high winds. Worst flight, Chicago Bears. Yeah, you, never, you just know that it's. You know when you look around at the end of the season, you say 
your coach says, look around this locker room. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. I mean, they're in the ultimate it's not going to be the same yeah. locker room moment right now. So they got to close this season out. They're not in the hunt anymore. Iberflu's probably gone as a head coach. Justin Fields, you know, it's, they're waiting to see what's going to happen there. But worst flight, Chicago Bears. <laughs> uh, if they went out, do they have any chance? No. Nope. You looked at it? Out of the hunt. High vis, vest, Damn. off. Sucks. We were a Hail Mary catch away from being like, this is happening. Yeah. It's just one little thing changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, and like and that could be the reason. The game of inches. If they went out and, and, and they shipped Justin Fields and had they made the playoffs, they would have kept him. Like situations like that, it's crazy. It's just down to one thing. Yep. Um, Bevel. Okay. Bevel Conway. Um, I would say Bucks Pack. We talked about that earlier, but the Thursday night football game. It always looks good at the Death Star, and those two teams gorgeous when they well, play each other. Well, if you're a blood gang affiliated, you love the Arizona-San Francisco matchup. <laughs> There's a lot of red, a lot of red, but different. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the same, but not. What do you? What do you? I'm afraid to ask. What do you do if you're a fan of a, a blue team? You just don't, you're and not. You're in one of those clubs. It, it depends on your hierarchy in the club. If if like someone no, not like, sure I need to know anymore. Someone like Snoop Snoop is affiliated with the blue side, but he he does wear red because okay. he's a guy. I'm out of my depths. I'm out of my depths. He's not a system. Yeah. Fucking you know <laughs> Shohei Otani signs with the Dodgers. You want to root for the Dodgers? You can't do it. Yeah. So anyways, um, alternate jerseys. Okay, we we going uh, we going anti Bevel Conway. Oh, anti Bevel Conway. George Pickens not blocking at all. Uh, Falcons Panthers USFL game. I mean, it really did look like that game was happening in Mobile, and the rain was terrible, and the uniforms are hideous, bro. In those two, in, on those two teams. Anti Bevel is the Carolina and um, Falcons game. Start of the game, you just see a full stadium just empty. Mm. Empty, dude. Empty. It looked like Bird Stadium in College Park. <laughs> Like it, what, there's nobody there. Do you, do you, I, I was disappointed because I feel like that's an opportunity. Shouldn't every high school in North that's Carolina? That's all the people that say I can't afford to go to the game. No, like, that's what that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, shouldn't every high school coach be like, "Hey guys, I'm we're going my to, whole this game. Team to the game." Yeah, like, why not? Even the staff, bring bring your family members. Hollow man yeah. is next. All the high I'll give it coaches. to the coaches that didn't bring their team to the game. Yeah, around. that was free entertainment. So free what? entertainment. Yeah. Um. We've got, what do we got next? Hollow Man. I just did mine. Oh, Hollow Man. Uh, probably, <sighs> probably Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Because I understand it wasn't just the fumble, it was the kicks, but, you know, I think they're going to score a touchdown on that one drive. I think they could have scored a touchdown down there before the half. That's 14 points. That's the difference. And since he's been in the league, he's been up near the top. In turnovers, and I have nothing but good things to say about the guy, and and at times the quarterback. But like, got to make a decision who you are, and I don't know if it's as simple as a decision because some people, what makes them great, can also hurt them. And I think for him, what makes him great is he's so ballsy, he wants to make every play. But I'm not going to make excuses for you if you do that. Every time I watch him, I feel like I'm watching a Clemson game. Like you know, they're not out of it because he's got the skill to do it. Um, it just feels like college. It got me to thinking about like we just need to rebrand all the teams because there's some logos, some cities, some teams that you think are just terrible based on who they are. Uh, what if we just had new names for all the fucking, you know, new branding? Yeah, no, we're we're rebranding game manager. We're rebranding. I'm all for it. all types of stuff. Uh, game exactly. Fly on the wall, Chris. Ooh, fly on the wall. How do the Chiefs approach Kadarius Tony off the field? 
Obviously, he makes mistakes. Um, to get him next time, champ. It's not a result of lack of skill. <laughs> it's all lack of attention to detail. And it seems as if his mind wanders. Who's the guy in that locker room that's going to get through to him? Because as he's been um, – as has been said through history about guys with talent that need to be picked up by teammates is we need him. I just want to say this. I know where he wouldn't be playing, and I know it's not a clean comparison right now because they're not as good, but prime New England because you're supposed to be prime mm-hmm. Kansas City. He ain't seeing the field again if Bill's his coach. And not I think that time, and you and you want to talk about Andy Reid as being the goat. You're arguing that Bill's not and all that stuff, but just let me just say this: I know this would be handled in New England by Bill and that culture. And so, like, I'm not questioning the culture when it comes to Patrick or Travis, but what I'm saying is, it can't just be the players. They're pissed off. Whoever's sticking their neck out for Tony's got to stop. So, I would want to be a fly on the wall, just like. That's in Tony Kadarius's car, or just on his body <laughs> to see his day to day. To see to see his day to day. Yeah. When how little is, is he spending on football? When he is in Kansas City, but also too, you know how like just the fans. I could just you imagine how how exactly how they're treating him and like stuff you don't want to hear right now. Like, hey, guy, you got to catch this. I I, I just want to see how that is happening right now or like you said yeah. or if you're not going anywhere your grub hub order like someone leaving a tip catch the ball or anything He's like that Chipotle, i wonder if that they're like hey get behind the line if you want to order yeah your like, <laughs> they're fucking they're they're dragging their balls on the berea Stop. i mean seriously that's the type of stuff it's that happens whatever it is berea. is that what it is yeah, i thought berea. you just said berea no, is it no. berea berea okay it's delicious yeah it's really good not not in not in overland park when they when they give you the uh overland park that was a good yeah callback okay so i don't really have a, i guess i guess my fly on the wall is are they working as hard as they can in new england to get their ducks in a row for something big that's going to happen and we all know what that is and like what's going into that because obviously there was a report last week, and I tend to believe the report and the source of the report, if it's Tom uh, Curran, and, and I, I believe the rumor, but I just, until I see it happen, it's hard to believe. And if they are going to make that move, is Mike Vrabel on top of their list? Because I feel like uh, he'd be the perfect guy. And Gerard Mayo is a guy who, who's, who I think would be a really nice in-house replacement as well. He's been talked about that in, light, in that light, and I'd like to see what's going on up there. Um, okay. STL Memorial. STL Memorial. Um, I, I got to go back and give it to my guy from Princeton. Right. Uh, for the, the Bengals cat. Yossi Vosh. Yossi Vosh. Yossi Vosh. I'll give it to Kyron Williams. He keeps winning the award and he's on the old St. Louis team. Because nobody's watching the Rams, but they're creeping up. They're creeping up. And, uh, and best seat, I'll, I'll give it to, uh, it, it's a combination of best and worst seat for me. It's uh, it's Ken Dorsey. Mm. It's like, bro, you just sitting there, and every day, you know, you're pretty sure you're gonna get another job, and you will, because that's what they do. You always get another job, but it hurts your viability that that things are going the way they're going, and you never want to root against your old team. But I think there's also like an element of why wouldn't he be rooting against Josh mm-hmm. Allen and the Bills, and that's what people don't understand about this business. Like when a guy gets his job taken, he, you know, like the whole thing. If you're on the team, you got to root for that team, right? That's the code. You know, like you can't let that part of you take over. But when you're not on the team anymore, I bet you he is. The this is the wins above replacement thing. Like when hater. I was hurt, I would watch the guy that was filling in for me. I help him all week. But then on Sunday, I'd be like, let's not run the ball too fucking well here. 
Yeah, it makes me look a little bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I remember when I got hurt and we were Sac City. We didn't have sack. We didn't have sack for a month. <laughs> People thought I was so good for like a month and a half. They were like, "Oh my god, this guy!" And they started getting sacks. Hey, okay. a, if a coach gets fired, can you bet on NFL or no? Like, not if you want to be a coach again, or like if I get fired, am I allowed to like in the downtime? Oh, that's interesting. To bet. I think from a legal perspective, the answer is yes. But from a practical perspective, they probably wouldn't do it because they probably wouldn't so like fraud. that. Okay. You think he's got like the, all the bills to not make the playoffs? I mean, it's just like, hey, if you know, like, like, fuck, I just got fired. Fuck yeah. them. Like, they're about to get blown out anyway. <laughs> My best seat slash Donna Kelsey Award winner this week will be anyone, anywhere at the Carolina game because you could scream fuck as loud as you wanted. You could stretch out. You could tan if you want. If the weather is good, you never have to worry about the food desert situation. There's concessions everywhere, and they're not going to run out of food. Were they playing Carolina? Yeah, I, I think Carolina. so. You're, yeah. you're saying already. What? You're saying already. You're, you're saying the game that happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah. best seat. Yeah, best seat. Like you you see the whole people section. like with it's like going to the beach. You see people like with their blankets and their tents set up in the in the stands. I give credit to those people that bought uh, tickets in like the 300 level that actually went and sat in those seats when they could have come down. We should go um, to a Panthers game. It reminds yeah. me of remember I am Legend when he's walking around the city, he goes That's shopping at the mall and he's like talking to the mannequins. Very and shit. dystopian. When yeah, it's like. Uh, Apocalypse, uh, apocalypse, Charlotte. It yeah. was like, let's go watch the AI football game with seven other survivors. Somebody said that I should also add Adam Morrison to the list of people who would make it in the uh, in the apocalypse. It'd be like me, Zuck, Adam Morrison, mm-hmm. like me and Adam Morrison playing one on one at like Madison Square yes. Garden with a fucking tree growing out of mid-court. Yes, that's how Carolina looked. I mean, Kyle. It's true. Beautiful. I mean, we should really go to a game and experience that. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Five bucks. Do that for sure, but it five bucks. I would do it. Do it. Um do it. okay. Game ball. Game ball. Baker. I like that. Yeah, it's hard to give it to Hard not else. to argue with Isn't a it? 158.3. Yeah, he was a he was a tan, a fucking tan, man. Yeah. Fucking tan. Uh so I'll give it to Baker too. We'll just all give it to Baker. It's a great week. All right. Dr. Facts, Facts. what's your viral moment of the week? Were you able to viral moment of the week? It actually made it to the end this week, but it's going to Saints QB, Jameis Winston, who arrived at the game with a briefcase to use for a speech. And to and he said, That's what's in be, that's what is between us and greatness and opens up the briefcase and there's nothing in there. <laughs> That's what the briefcase was? That's great. God, I love this guy. Yo, I cannot wait. Jameis, Jameis That's is going to be the case. best coach, like motivational speaker, like absolutely ever when he's done with football. And like, I, that's something that I'm thinking about now that this, these speeches and the thought process behind some of his tactics to try to get his team going, you have to you have to respect it's it. It's incredible. And, and the fact that, like, Vegas has no idea, they should take a look in this briefcase. Because, I mean, like, Vegas probably doesn't have them as the odds-on favorite to win the division at this point. But, but looking at that briefcase, when you open it up... Nothing. There's nothing in between them and Nate. You know, it reminds me, Nate, I went to the Bears facility last week, and one of my strength coaches was like, hey, Kyle, do you remember when you had that briefcase? And I I remember I got... uh, People probably thought they were like steroids. I ordered... I I was drunk one night, and I ordered like a commemorative set of coins. (laughs) 
and they came in like a in like an old school <laughs> briefcase and you open it up and you have to take this you know if you want the briefcase to be empty you have to take out the styrofoam and then the coins so i had an empty briefcase that i came to work with and i had stuff like i had a spiral notebook in it and stuff like that and one day i forgot my spiral notebook all i had was a, like four cans of dip in there mm-hmm. And in the meeting, I got called out, and they were like, "What's in, you know, what's in?" I was like, "I got my shit for the meeting." Wish you in had Jameis's answer. I was like, "I got my shit for the meeting in here," and they made me open it up. I opened it, <laughs> and there was just four dip cans. There was an empty briefcase. Uh, this is what's between us and greatness: gum cancer. Like, fuck, dude, you just Jameis. had, you just had some Kodiak in the briefcase. Just Copenhagen, probably. Just cope. <laughs> Just Copenhagen, yo. That's hilarious. Dog, are we skipping over the fact that you did the thing? I'm always up late at night drunk watching those infomercials. I've never ordered any product. It might have been on uh, the internet and not on the television. Were they like Korean War coins? or I forget what they were. <laughs> Man, that's cool. US Can we find those coins? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have them. The briefcase was awesome. It was black. It was straight out of a 1980s movie. Are they fungible? They're non-fungible. Okay. Non-fungible token. Mm. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, Going to finish off with uh, a little bit of a word from our sponsor. Monday is still game day, and game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after the NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday to have your NFL game day covered. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. I sure hope you enjoy, and tonight, just pray for me on the over, and if you're a Birds fan, you know what time it is. It's it's do or die. I've, I've been saying Seahawks, but Jalen. You're changing. Jalen off Air Force Blue One. Blue game? Yeah, dude. Ooh. He's got that in him. Come on. Let's go. It's a nice hedge. Come on. Yeah, take See care. Y'all. I'm